Material Components. Episode 55, The Good Doctor. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Argoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers, how you doing? Present. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. I'm here. <laughs> I'm good. Where is this roll call? Uh. <laughs> Crow. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> No, none of that. <laughs> uh, hey guys, I'm Olivia, and I'm playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I thought we were doing like a hairspray thing. That's gonna. And I'm. <laughs> no. Um. No. Uh, my name is Elliot, and I am playing uh, Cherish Iron Strike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. My name is Michael, and I am playing Sid Emberlite, half elf rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed, and I would like to start off by thanking at least half of my players for enduring <laughs> some uh, physical ailments to be here with us tonight. So thank, thank you, Elliot and uh, Michael, for yeah. enduring. We do it because <laughs> we <good>. love. <laughs> if I go a week without playing Dungeons and Dragons, I'll die. So fair enough. Uh. But. As we begin, I would like to ask the same question I ask every time, which is, of course, do you all remember what happened last time? I know it's been a while. Yeah. Has. We, got, we got in a scuffle. Scoufflé. <laughs> a sco a scoufflé, if you will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, we... Yeah, we... Go for it. <laughs> we initiated uh, the first part of our plan... Uh, after leaving uh -huh. <laughs> Duskwalker Important Export. TM. TM. And uh, we found, we uh, decided parlayed, parlayed with um, the Queensguard. Our Queensmen. Yes. The gang known as the Queensmen, who have seen a, a, a rapid expansion in the, uh, the last few years here in Stormhaven. Yeah. Um, and we found some pretty important information, I think, um, mm. <laughs> that, uh, Jace McQuaid, an old, uh, compatriot of Sid's, um, I guess- Oh, he dead. He dead. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's super I mal, thought he was not alive mostly anymore. dead. He's currently without body. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Fine. And- but he is currently without currently incorporeal because he brokered a deal with someone to frame Sid mm -hmm. for the Harriman crimes. All yes. true things, yes. Uh, Sid's childhood friend, Jace McQuaid, is currently incorporeal, uh, awaiting a chance to, as the Black Hat put it, re-earn his meat. Ugh. Yum. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. No, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember if there's any other super important. There's, I mean, there's a lot that was said before. 
everything went down. Um, yes, you had a brief discussion with a person, question mark, uh, <laughs> that referred to themselves as Black Hat. Simply mm. Black Hat. Black Hat. They uh, were, by their words, the leader of this grave, this little uh, sect of the Queensmen. What part yeah. they play in the larger organization, you're not 100% sure. Mm. Can we guess? I mean, you yeah. Always guess. We can. <laughs> Nobody's stopping you from doing that. Yeah. Latrine duty. <laughs> <laughs> um, almost certainly that was what it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Girl figured it out. Thank you. <laughs> God damn. Uh, but since this person seems to have uh, the information about that, uh, he, they had to go in the flask. Mm. It's true. After a long protracted fight that involved a lot of undead and many, many gang members attempting to paralyze and then whisk away friend Sid. Uh, yeah. You managed to not only defeat all of the gang members and undead flouncing about in the Underhaven, you also managed to put one necromancer black hat into the iron flask. After Ooh. many, many, many tries. Yeah. Like a goddamn <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> Eventually decided to just bust out that ultra ball and go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clutch. <laughs> we made sure to hold down A, B, and down at the same time. That is at just the right moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exactly. usually it's it's the frame right after the Pokeball enters the screen. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, I oh, thought it was like the second the shake. <laughs> oh, that's the second shake. It's both. It's both. Everyone oh, okay. most people think it's one or the other, but it's actually both. <laughs> that's just science right there. <laughs> But as that fight uh, wound down, you discovered a couple of other things, not the least of which was the ghost that was ejected out of uh, Sid's body just before he flung himself into a deep, dark pit that led to who knows where. Uh, We we were so close to finding out. (laughs) (laughs) We were so close. God damn it, Sid. If only you could have held out for a little longer. If only I could have saved that uh, (laughs) second charisma saving throw or whatever. Uh, But yes, after that brutal drag-out fight, you managed to defeat uh, your foes and get out of the... uh, the situation you'd found yourselves in in the Underhaven, below the inn you'd been staying at. Um, where you found a whole bunch of nasty stuff. The room in which you were having this talk-slash-fight with Black Hat uh, happened to contain some real, just spooky nonsense that uh, there's plenty of questions about. Yeah. And one very, very friendly... Um... Uh, what was it? A brazier? Brazier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. Uh, that tanked, was like possessed a by a ghost, so yeah. maybe and not so friendly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it did its job for a while, and, and then, you know. <laughs> maybe it was a safety pit, okay? Maybe it was trying to, to help you out. But yes, Sid made good use of the, uh, the wand of the lazy apprentice, in which uh, let him animate all sorts of 
braziers full of ghost flame. <laughs> this is true. Which, um, one amendment on that item, because uh, it is a, a work-in-progress item, so sure. uh, as your DM, I apologize for any little tweaks I may be making in the future. Um, no worries. But I think for balance purposes, I want to state that you can only recharge the item's charges once per day. Cool. That works for me. So the stipulations to recharge it remain the same, succeeding some kind of physical skill check, uh, but that, so that you can't Oh, I don't know. Conjure an Animate. army of animated <laughs> objects, which I realized <laughs> after the fact with your character is a, you know, <laughs> a very real possibility. Yeah. God forbid you ended up in like a silverware factory and just went hog wild. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for if balance only. purposes, uh, let Makes us say sense. that the the wand may only be charged in that manner once per day. Makes sense. <laughs> That being said, I think we must, for the time being, regard some context. Because context is always very important in these sorts of stories. Because the most important context we have at the moment is the city of Stormhaven. The setting in which we find ourselves. That city at the center of all things here in the Tempest Rest Valley. What we see within Stormhaven is a cold, slush-encrusted street near the end of the month of Ember. One of the coldest months of the year. As four figures emerge from a culvert grid. They are not emerging where they perhaps meant to. The path to this location was long and treacherous, but thankfully their guide knew the ins and outs of such places and managed to lead them through with very little difficulty. The cold night air, though, is all the colder as the soured adrenaline in their systems is only now beginning to wear off. Their limbs, touched by the cold now as they emerge into the cool night, shaking all the harder, not just from the exhaustion of the last few hours, the clambering through endless sewers and collapsed basements and strange tunnels, but the fight before, and the day's work before that, and the months of labor before that. Context for these four is important. The first to emerge, of course, Sidian Emberlight. Who could mistake his face? Even now, in Old Haven, there is a bard sitting at a table working furiously at a song that was meant to be dedicated to Sid Emberlight, though at this moment in history he is working furiously to try to expunge any reference to the name Sid Emberlight. Uh, it's really fucking with the rhyme scheme a little bit, and seeing as he has just been convicted of being a serial killer, it's making this bard's life all the more difficult. The true tragedy here. <laughs> But the context of Sid Emberlight 
is not to be understated. He has sought to wrap himself in the mantle of a hero for a long time now. Though it was only really in the last three months when the complexity of his life grew to such an extent that someone reached out to him and asked him if he would take up that mantle, in which his context really took shape. In which he found himself being called to action. Magic sword in hand, he strode forth at the behest of an old mage to, what, be a hero? Perhaps that was part of it. But seeing as the complexity of his mother's life was beginning to unspool in front of him, that is a far greater piece of the context, I should think. Now he has to deal with a father he perhaps never wanted to meet. He has to deal with the complex actions that his mother took to a life that he thought was simple. She was a simple swordsmaster, after all. What did he know of transplanar adventures, rescuing children from the hells, of murdering warlords, of perhaps even more strange deeds? Sid doesn't know, but these are things that are on his mind. Not the least of which is perhaps the salvation which awaits for him clutched in the fingers of one of his companions that follows him out onto the street this night. The weight of things that rest on the shoulders of Cherish Ironstrike cannot be understated. Those weights are threefold, perhaps. The first and foremost, the weight of parentage that she is only just now beginning to understand is constantly, dangerously, upsettingly coming into sharper and sharper focus. A father who, by all accounts, is an archdevil of the hells. A mother whose deeds are vast and noteworthy, if Darren Dunn is to be believed. An adopted world that seems to be on the brink of further collapse and chaos. This weight is resting heavy upon her brow. The second weight that cannot be understated is the weight of the flask she grips in her bloodied and shaking fingers. Inside that flask is a necromancer of terrifying power. The idea that they might extract some information from this creature, this black hat, drove her to near death in the Underhaven. Though that is perhaps not a new experience for Cherish Ironstrike. Oh. It's fine. The third and final weight, which must, of course, never be understated, is that lightest of weights. 
in a pouch, wrapped in cloth, near the bottom of her pack, that rests near the small of her back, because the weight of that small deck of cards can reshape the universe. And that is a weight that must never be understated. Especially considering that universe seems to be bending towards the will of the third person to emerge out onto the streets. Tirza Cloakbearer. Her appearance belays her true age. None might guess that the person who looks to be a paladin in the prime of their life is, in fact, a girl in her <laughs> mid-teens. She has the weight of worlds on her shoulders, even if she doesn't quite realize it yet. She's only just now beginning to figure out precisely what the wheels which turn around the Jarashir even mean. Wheels that some seek to hasten, some seek to stop, some seek to break. There are creatures which would unmake the universe. There are creatures that would rebuild it into something beautiful. And there are creatures that would transform it into something new. All three of which are represented by the religion that she follows. She works as a vessel for those powers. And though those powers seek to support her, they are also very aware of all of the other powers which would seek some other end. Tears a Cloakbearer is not aware of all of these powers, but one at the very least has already made its presence known. A conquering god which stands to claim the destiny of the fourth figure to emerge onto the streets. Maglubiet is said to have come from nowhere, born from nothing. This god appeared to wreak devastation upon the original pantheon of goblinoid deities. He put them to the sword or to the yoke. Those that remain serve his divine righteous fist. And so too does goblin kind. So says Maglubiet. Grawl of no legion, the albino hobgoblin, not least of which whose context we must not forget. is said to have been made a general of Maglubiet upon his birth, destined to be his right hand, to be the great tactician of the conquering god. While his counterpart might be the fist, he might be the mind, the face behind the boiling legions of Maglubiet.
but it seems this context was known by another who sought to give Grawl that most rare of gifts in the multiverse. The freedom to choose his own path. Because when the creature Mott denied Grawl his destiny, he gave him that gift as well. Though it seems more and more lately that that gift is going to come on the edge of a sword. For there are a great many others who want that gift, who need that gift. And one of those people you know the exact schedule of for the next 24 hours. These four individuals find their way out into the cold night air on the 24th of Ember here in the city of Stormhaven. They find themselves blood-splattered, weary, tired, minds racing at the implications of the things they have seen, of the words they have heard, of the thoughts and feelings which race through their hearts and minds. As they come out onto the street, they are unaware of the eyes that watch them. It would be very difficult to observe the observer. She tries her best to watch over them, to make them safe, to give them support, but they tread into domains where she cannot follow. Her duty to the city, to this valley, demands that she forego the absolute caring that she would try to bestow upon these four, these four among nine. But she watches them as they emerge and lets out a sigh of relief. They had disappeared from her sight for some time while beneath the city. She was not sure precisely what they were doing, but she trusted them to do the right thing, no matter what it was. And that is where we find the four of you now. On the cold streets of Stormhaven. You're shaking, you're hungry, you're tired, but you are above ground. stuffed up. And not currently in a fight with a necromancer, so you know, the day's already looking up. <sighs> Could be worse. Could be worse. But it is the late evening of the 24th of Ember. Where the fuck are we? Good is anyone question. else starving? Yes. Before we do anything, we should probably grab Tears' armor. I mean, that goes back to my earlier question. Where are we? Good question. I look around. Do I know where we are? Sid, you immediately know where you are. Oh, good. The winding path, <clears throat> the winding pathways of the Underhaven, while not totally mapped out by you, are at least known enough that you manage to find yourself a uh, a little bit south from the entrance that you went down into the Underhaven before. 
You are just north of the main drag leading eastward into Stormhaven. Just south of the inn where you've all been staying, the Laughing Spirit. Uh, I guess the first thing I do is put on the Hat of Disguise to make myself look like not me. Um, I'll go with the Jephethi um, form. Yes, I'm asking her to go back to Jephethi. Form of Jephethi. Form of a Jephethi. Mm-hmm. Reed, you are muted, by the way. Nuh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Okay. I, Should we I, all walk into the Laughing Spirit, no. which is a Queensman in looking like this or at all? Uh, I mean, yes, armor. we do need to get Tears's armor. Um, but and we should probably like pay for the rooms. The like, I mean, Sid's disguised. Yeah, I could do it, so and also it. all of us can be invisible. Mm, maybe do, not. Do question. Oh. oh. No, we can't. <laughs> Somebody's oh, asshole. Spill juice. Yeah. <laughs> Need some more of that juice. Only I had some sort of pearl. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Too bad. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I think either way, that flask should not go into that. Uh, oh yeah, probably yeah. not. Um, but yeah, I can, I can go in because we grab the we stuff. We pretty much we have out. all of our stuff except for Tears' armor, right? I have all my stuff. I would assume yeah. you probably left like tents and sleeping rolls and like oh, that's fair. Camping supplies back at the inn, most likely. I don't yeah. know if you've yeah, also been going sense. into a parlay with those things. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. So we'll say that there's at least some modicum of supplies left back at the inn, including the scales of Androngini, a holy relic of the Jarashir, which Tears and neglected to uh, bring. I didn't neglect to bring them. (laughs) She consciously abandoned them. It's not the first thing I've consciously abandoned, and it won't be the last. (laughs) Wow. She says, pointedly looking at all of her friends. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. watch it. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if Sid, if you just want to go disguised, As pick up the armor, Queensman. yeah, and put it in the bag. Sure. Yeah, I'll do that. Or, I mean, maybe not as a Queensman. Just as a. Just yeah, as like anybody. They... Just as oh, like actually, anybody. I'll, I'll stay as Jephethi because they saw Jephethi in, and uh, I really hope this. I, th- I'm thinking about this now for the first time. I hope this doesn't bring trouble to Jephethi <laughs> in the future. He's a beloved yeah. person to me. Um, he, he, we all know he can take care of himself. I mean, he has an the army hor- of horses. The horses will protect. <laughs> it's back Is there some call. sort of like equine god? Uh, that is just like on sure. Jephethi's hey, side. Is His name world. is Jephethi. Of course there is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that quite... <laughs> so, wait. But we've also also joked, quote-unquote, that Jephethi is one of the other dragons in disguise. So, like, which mm. is it? 
Yeah. Why not both? Why not both? Dragon god of horses. Uh huh. Dragon, the horse dragon, like a Capricorn, but like a horse and a dragon. Secretly, all horses worship dragons. (laughs) This is getting complicated. Let's save this for the the, the bonus episode. Extra uh, chromatic, you know, dragon horse. (laughs) It's It's white, black, green. Red, red, blue horse. Palomino. <laughs> Mustang. Um, yeah, I guess we can make our way back up. We should then decide where we want to go. Obviously, I think staying at that inn is no longer a good idea. No, it was probably not like the greatest idea in the first place, but we had no idea of knowing that. I mean, we knew for a while, but... Um, no way of knowing that. Yeah. I mean, should we head... Are you heading back to the Laughing Spirit, then? <clears throat> I think so. Okay. Unless anybody has any objections. I mean, I need... We need our things. I yeah. need my things. Yeah. <laughs> As you make your way back there, it is but a brief... 15-minute walk in the brisk night air. The city is alive with pre-Ember's End festivities. People hanging lights, people, uh, the odd sound of a firework in the distance as people a little too anxious to get to the uh, the festivities, maybe set off a few early ones. Hmm. There is brightness and cheer in the air already. Are we being followed or watched right now? Give me a perception check. Ooh. Use many dice. Perception check. Nope. Tirsa says Tirsa's no. Tired. is very tired. <laughs> that would be 17. 17. Anybody else? I did not roll above a 10, so I'm just going to say that no. Same. <laughs> I think that's Rolf a... nothing. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, all right. Sid, so you got a 17? Yeah. As you're moving. You keep to the side streets as there's still plenty of carts moving about the the main thoroughfares. Hmm. As you're moving towards the Laughing Spirit, nothing really of note uh, in terms of people following you or watching you. Though something strange that you do notice is the green flickering orbs of light coursing above you, here and there. Maybe it's only one or two as you're moving, but you definitely notice them. They're flo- they're just floating. No, they're zooming through the air, as though moving towards a specific destination. And Do they, I know what that is? You've seen its like before not that long ago. It is some kind of spectral undead that is moving through the air. Be it oh. a wisp or possibly a ghost. Mm. Oh boy. And the two that you see, they're not at the same time, but they're in decently quick succession, are definitely moving in the same direction you are. Um Okay. Does it it looks like they're following us or they're just going in the same direction? They are moving actually a lot faster than you, and you see them streak overhead in the direction in which you are going. Gotcha. Okay. So an ambush. Excellent. 
Maybe. Yeah, and you would we'll know see. that you've seen the Queensmen use wisps and other spectral undead at this point, uh, using them as messengers. Yeah, I nod up to those, just give everybody a heads up on that. <sighs> right, yes. Fine. Probably. So maybe the rest of us should wait somewhere nearby yeah like a couple blocks away maybe yeah maybe um i think getting a a view of the inn before i go in is not a bad idea as well how long range are the stones they're 500 feet 500 feet yeah so maybe within 500 feet so we can help if you need any yeah um good call because I don't have a lot of, I, I feel very tired, but I feel like I could still do like a shit ton of magic. So cool. <laughs> yeah, Cherish cast very few spells in the fight. It was literally just Misty Step. <laughs> and I stabbed nothing. It was a weird fight. It was a weird fight. It was fight. a weird fight. It was a weird fight. <laughs> it was, it was good. It was fun. Really didn't conjure flame blade once. So, you want to leave your companions behind a couple of blocks away from the inn and proceed in by yourself? Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, so, you leave behind Cherish, Grawl, and Tirza a few blocks mm-hmm. away at out front of a closed bookstore. Sounds good. Um, what does the inn look like? Does it look like it's uh, bustling right now, a lot of people coming in and out. You see that there is a small crowd hanging around outside the inn. Uh, they're just sort of hanging out, but they're all que- clearly Queensmen. Oh, boy. And anytime someone of any other stripe tries to enter the inn, they will be turned away. Okay. Cool. Our stuff is in there, though. Mm-hmm. Um, there, so our rooms had a window, correct? Uh, yes. Yes, they do. Did the window look out the front of the building? What, what side of? Depends whose room you're talking about. Um, is, is there one that doesn't look out over the, no, there's no way to do that without, I'm sure there's people on the roofs too. Oh, boysy. Um, Maybe you should look like a queensman. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna look like a queensman with a bucket hat. Um, <laughs> uh, it's this new look oh, they're yeah. trying out. Uh huh. Mice or uh, something, but okay. What's that? Nothing. You're too, you're too far away here, anyway. So. Well, we well, have the stones of far speech, though. Yeah, I'm relaying the information. Oh, oh, you're relaying that. I mean, yeah. Again, I've got lots of magic juice left. Uh, could I? I could turn all of us into animals. I think. Yep. Animal party. Maybe do they let? <laughs> maybe they don't let in animals. Well, if you're mice. Well, yeah. Are you gonna stop mice, a mouse? Just, like. I mean, step on it. Well, I mean, with your yeah, stepping on it—that is a thing that happens. <laughs> I'm 
unfortunately. Um, where did my polymorph animals go? Is this the magic spell, though, where you forget how to be a person? No, you, it depends. You will on have the, the intelligence of an of the animal you turn into. Yeah, oh, so well, that depends on what. Yeah, not so bad at all. Hmm. Yeah, so depending on the intelligence of the of whatever animal. Hey, hey, Sid, do you want to be a snow leopard again? <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be inconspicuous. Please. No, please. <laughs> So, I mean, that's also an option. Um, I'm looking what about at cats. Uh, I mean, I'm not crazy about the film, but um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I so my question, I don't know how I would get in. Like, I'm guessing they're not letting anything in. Is there are there any of the windows open that I can see? Uh, give me an investigation check. And again, you're getting all of this information as you're just, like, making casual passes. Yes. Not necessarily standing outside and just gawking at the inn. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not just... I figured, just didn't want to assume. Yeah. I, I've, uh, scoped out locations before. Um, let's go with the skill. Here. Here. Um, plus two. Okay. Here we go. Oh, hey, that's a natural 20. Ooh, okay. Uh, there is a uh, a window on the side of the inn as you're walking by up on the uh, third floor that you can see is, uh, or the second floor, I should say, is open. Mm. You, don't, okay. you don't know whose room it is, but it is an open window. That's true. Um, um, so, I could be... I could also... I could also send the lesser in to at least scope out what's inside. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. We should maybe do that. Um, okay. have, have the lesser check out the window just to make sure I'm not about to go into the queen's a uh, queensman's room. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna summon. I'll summon him. Okay. Uh, when you resummon the lesser, there will be a. Uh, sulfurous poof as he appears right next to you. Uh, he'll just like look around like, whoa, okay, where are we? What's going on? Uh, well, we're still in Stormhaven. Uh, we're actually really close to the inn that we've been staying at. Cool, 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 cool. Sweet, awesome, great. Uh, there's there's um, an open window on the second floor on whatever side Sid said it was. Um, uh, sorry, that part was out of character. I just don't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, could you go invisible and scout out what's in that room, please? Yeah, sure. No problem. And he will whoop, disappear. Seemingly invisible. Thank you. And then there will be nothing for... Yep. A bit. A bit. A bit. So you wait a little while, and eventually... Uh, Sid, what are you doing in the meantime? Um, hanging out near the I, inn, circling back around. Uh, yeah, I'm circling back around towards the group. Okay. Give me a stealth roll. Okay. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Yeah, you're inconspicuous enough. You're uh, 
just traipsing past the the queensmen are giving you like dark looks that are basically telling you don't come in here but no one's actively picking you out of the crowd and saying hey you okay that's good horse boy (laughs) horse boy Um, so you make it back to the group eventually and it's around that time a little bit after you've arrived that uh the voice of the lesser in your head cherish will say you're not gonna believe what i saw I mean, I I will believe it if you tell me. I promise. Okay, so there's this thing you mortals do with the stuff that you got in your pants, and holy crap, these two were just going at it. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know what you're doing down there. It's crazy. (laughs) Okay, Sid, so people are having sex in that room. Okay. So So maybe not that one. I'm just saying. why they might they might be distra- that long. Mm-hmm. Were you watching? I look, I was just trying to understand the mechanics of the whole thing. Okay. So all um, the lesser It seemed like one of them was trying to eat the other one with the crotch bits. Oh. Mhm. Uh-huh. And of course no one else can hear this. So <laughs> Cherish is like, "Great. Cool. You know, hey, actually, I mean, you know what? Good for them." Mm. Yeah, no, I mean They're distracted, I guess Yeah I'm assuming you saw the door Into this room Into this room that you went into Is probably closed then Oh, yeah Yeah Yeah. I mean, if I'm maybe like a, a Really small bird Maybe they won't notice And I can just I don't know, sneak under the Door uh, frame. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I would need to go with you to be able to dismiss the spell and then re-up it, I guess. Because we're just going to have to put everything in the bag of holding and yeah. then be animals again to get out. Um, yeah, I mean, I can... I mean, getting out will be easier because i can just go out the door or go out the window of one of our rooms um and just oh, right okay that's true do you have to how does polymorph work do you have to touch me to cast it on me or can you cast that's it from really a distance question. you can do it from a distance uh, i can cast it from a distance yeah great i'm uh, not quite sure 100 percent on the range of that but it's it's yeah. 60 feet well there you go it's pretty close. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, that's. I mean, I don't know what else uh, we would do other than me turn into an animal, fly into that room, uh, and try and get through, get out of that room. Uh. Can you have the lesser look on the roofs surrounding the building? Maybe find out if there are people watching uh, the inn? Yeah, absolutely. If need be, I might just need to sneak into our room through a window, but 
Um, if obviously if people are watching from the, you know, rooftops, then that's yeah. not going to be an option. Yeah. So I'll, I'll ask the, I'll have the lesser do that now. Okay. Uh, the lesser will go flitting about and try to investigate the rooftops. Oh, <laughs> lucky little M. Um, my good good boy. <laughs> uh, he eventually reports back via your telepathic link that there are uh, several people watching the rooftops around the inn. Uh, all of them have crossbows, and they seem to be communicating with these uh, flitting little wisps that are flying between them. They're not necessarily specifically watching your rooms, uh, but they are observing the surrounding environment. Uh, and the the front door of this place, what it is a a what? Uh, uh, is it open right now? No, it is a wooden door that is closed. When anyone other than a queensman tries to go in, they are turned away by a show of force. You do see mm. that uh, occasionally a member of the queensman will enter the bar, and maybe another might exit. It seems as though there are more of them inside. So maybe I, you can turn me into like a small bird, like a like a hummingbird or something, not super noticeable, um, and I can just hang out by the door until it opens and just fly in when somebody comes in. I mean, yeah. Again, I will need to I will need to also be there because the spell lasts an hour. Yes. So. Yeah. For you to be able to pick up stuff and put it in the bag of holding, you need to be a person. So I need to be there to dismiss the spell. Could you turn us both into animals? Oh, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what we should do. Unless Tirza or Grawl has a better idea. Oh. Got nothing on this one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Brains of Maglubiant. <laughs> I'm glad. Ultimate my... tactical genius. Yeah, my uh, mic was muted for that, and holy god, I was giggling on the inside. Like, yeah, <laughs> this guy, please. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the other option is hat of disguise, um, and yeah. just pretend to be someone I've seen. <laughs> Um, or you guys could climb into the bag of holding. No. That seems like I, a bad said, idea. There we, there we go. That's why I didn't say it. Until I did. And we just hold Tears it. Tears are just pats Scrawl's shoulder lightly. I'm very smart, you know. Cherish, you would know that there is also a slight risk in polymorphing uh, because you do assume the intelligence of the creature you are polymorphed into it is yes. possible yeah. to lose concentration on what the task at hand is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reason... Smaller animals tend to be dumber. Yep. Yeah. Because, right, it's like the intelligence... If the intelligence is, like, one, then you're sort of fucked, right? Yeah. But that would be... <laughs> Uh, what insects are one intelligence or something like that. I would well, say a raven is only two. So uh, well, well. 
So anything smaller than that, like a sparrow or a yeah finch. So what are you doing? Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I could disguise myself as a member of the Queensman. I saw several of them down, down in the sewers. Yeah, I, that comes with a risk itself, though. Like, you know, because the you know they either are dead or already in the inn. <laughs> yeah, I would probably go with one that's dead. I mean, that's also a risk, though, because you know they'd be like, "Oh shit, I heard you were dead." Uh, I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I wasn't. <laughs> you heard no, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I made it out. You know, yeah. I got my meat back. Also, they, but they do also use, you know, undead. They use the spirits of their dead, it seems, to to do things, maybe. So I think that's your best bet, but just be careful. Okay. Is all. Yeah. So who do you look like? Um,. There were several um, cult members downstairs, or down in the sewers. Um, Gang fought. members, to be fair. This is uh, a cult. Yeah. This is a well-oiled organization. Gotcha. A cult of um, I can't, I Please. keep wanting to say bandit members, just because uh, that was the Tears stat. Here's a cultist. These are <laughs> gang members. How dare you soil. soil. <laughs> Good name <laughs> of cults. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd like to turn into one of the gang members that we saw um, in that we fought in the room with. And you uh, specified one of the dead ones? Uh, yeah, one one that did not escape. Okay. That guy who was dragged. Yeah, well. There were three options. Yeah. Two of them that were just slain outright, mm -hmm. and then one that was crushed by your animated brazier but then weirdly disappeared when the fight was done i'm gonna say not that one i'm gonna just say one of the ones that was just thing okay uh odds or evens uh let's go with even okay you transform into one of the bandits who was attempting to throw rope at you okay one cool gang members should Sorry. i i got a pretty good look say, at him should i go with you anyway should i polymorph Myself and go with you just in case. Hmm. If we're found out, though, how will, how will you get away? I mean, I'm a bird. I'll be a bird. I guess that's your call. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I asked. I'm just going to do it. Um, so I, I put the uh, bag of holding on. And I polymorph myself into a raven. Okay. And I'll just plop on your shoulder. I'm just a, a dude with a bird. It's like ah! a pirate with a parrot, but uh, gothier. I mean, it does fit their aesthetic quite nicely. Yeah. yeah. It might counterbalance the hat. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my... my decidedly normal. My bird gave me this hat. I, I can't get rid of it. I'm sorry. Tears of Grawl, where are you staying while Operation Get Our Stuff Back goes down? 
I definitely get it within 500 feet of the building, but I I don't know how uh, being just as casual as possible. <laughs> Maybe we could hang mm-hmm. out in an alley. It's true. I'm just like plenty of an empty barrel. <laughs> So you hang out maybe a, a block away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Sid, dressed up yep. as one of these cult members with a uh, a raven on your shoulder and a <laughs> a pocket full of wishes, you uh-huh. stride towards <laughs> this in. Yep, as confidently as I can muster. So what is your Which approach I... here? Are you just like even going to slow down? Or are you trying to just walk straight in? I'm just going to walk straight in. Okay. Give I got me business. a deception check. Okay. Nice. Uh, that is going to be a 15. 15, all right. Striding straight up, the other gang members will look up at your approach. You can see that one of the larger tufts by the door, their arms crossed with a big, nasty-looking club resting nearby. Uh, we'll just nod at you as you walk straight past. Tip the hat. Uh, and Did they... you drawing attention to the hat? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, <sighs> and as you pass, they will say, Paul. Yeah, I just nod. So, striding into the Laughing Spirit, you see that this place is swarming with Queensmen. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to make my way upstairs. As you're making your way through the bottom of the inn, you can see that there are several uh, members of the Queensmen here that are over at one table sharpening uh, some very nasty-looking knives and, like, distributing them out to other members here. Mm -hmm. There in the corner is a spectral hanging ghost of a humanoid that is just hanging in the air, and they are taking instruction from an individual that looks like a pale reflection of Black Hat. They're of Mm. uh, a similar build, but they are clearly uh, less advanced in terms of their necromantic abilities, Uh, but they are... Uh, holding this ghost in stasis for a moment as they give it instructions. Mm. And when they finish, you see it like gently floating down through the floor. Yeah. As you make your way to the stairs, a wisp will hurtle down through the ceiling straight towards a figure that sits at the bar. You can see that they are uh, in discussion with several other gang members. This person is clearly a higher ranking member. You can usually tell the higher ranking members by the fact that they're not as gaudily dressed. They're still of a specific aesthetic. It's just more streamlined, more efficient. More more tasteful. Exactly. And this one is dressed in an all-black three-piece suit. Ooh. Very cool. Uh, What does a three-piece suit look like in, in this like time period? So the jackets have a uh, a bit of a longer uh, hem to them. They come down to about mid thigh. Uh, the the vest tends to be a uh, a little bit more like high collared than you might see these days. It's not quite as deep of a V, um, and it's uh, 
the tie they have is more of kind of like uh, a Windsor knot that sort of like dips down into a cravat sort of a thing that tucks into the shirt mm. as opposed to a full length long tie. Yeah. Cool. Neat. Um, and this particular member of the gang is talking to several others who are nodding along and they are going to glance up as somebody enters. They will glance at you, uh, seem to give you a second look, but then go back to speaking to their underling. Okay. As you make yeah. your way up the stairs. Yep. Towards the rooms. Mm -hmm. As you make your way up, you see at the top of the landing that most of the rooms here have been flung open. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, okay. The exception being the last four rooms in the hallway, two of which were your companies. Ugh. But you can hear the sounds of rooting around up here. People are tossing rooms. Oh, so it looks like they haven't gotten to our rooms yet? Correct. Uh, I, I beeline towards our room. Okay. You're going to be passing several rooms where you hear the sound of people, like, rifling through stuff. Yep. But you walk straight past and you don't seem to attract the attention of anyone in those rooms. Yeah, I am in disguise, but I'm also just trying to not bring as much attention to my as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. As you reach the end of the hallway, a wisp will come down through the ceiling, its blue lights bobbing in front of you as it just, like, settles to a stop just in front of you before you reach the door to your room. Okay. Does it look like it's about to communicate. It blinks several times at you in a pattern that you do not recognize. Um. Gosh. Um. And I, I've seen people communicate with, with these like downstairs and everything, right? Yes. They spoke in a what? language that you did not understand. Um, Jesus. Uh, I guess I step past it. Okay. Just step past it straight into the room. Yeah. Okay. It continues to follow you blinking in that same pattern as you begin to go into your rooms. Yep. Um, and I start going through the room like I'm, you know, searching through it like everybody else okay the wisp is directly behind you at the entrance of the room blinking that same pattern I mean there's nothing I can do so um and there's it's two rooms right yes um I would say the priority is Tears's armor so I'm going Thank to I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for that first. Okay. You have Tirza's armor in your hands, the scales of Ender mm -hmm. and Jinyi, Sheen with their 
uh, green-blue scales that, like, have a weird rainbow tint to them when they catch the light in certain ways. Uh-huh. What do you do with that armor? Well, um, now, Cherish, you said you had the bag of holding. Um, yeah. I, I, did I give that to you at some point? I thought I yeah. was the one who was carrying. Okay. I believe well, you passed that over when you were trying to fake your way past the Queensman downstairs. Yeah, makes sense. Or and when you got arrested. I, One of those two times. I think it was... Now it oh. is a nebulous part of my body in some sort of extra-dimensional space. Um, Let's yeah, not worry I, about where all the extra cherish goes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah these are not questions. She's very inconvenient at the moment <laughs> with the fucking wisp at the door. Yeah. Uh, it's and it, it's in the room, I assume. It's just inside the door, still blinking at you. Um. Uh, what else is in this room? Uh, not much. Like, there is like camping gear. Yeah, there's a bed, and then all of the a couple of packs and camping gear, tents, bed rolls, uh, so, like hard tack stuff that you didn't necessarily need on a straightforward adventure, but that would have probably just weighed you down. Yeah, um, and in the other, so uh, Cherish and Tirza stayed in this room, and then Grawl and I stayed in the other room. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I left anything super vital in that in that room. I um, think my thing was the only like vital thing that was left behind. Can I still communicate with the lesser while I'm in a bird? You need three intelligence to speak languages. I'm pretty sure. Dang it. Yeah. The lesser can you communicate can, with you. You, you can say caw caw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does, does uh-huh. the lesser speak yeah. raven? You don't think so, but you've never asked. That's true. Can I can I can I ask in Raven? Do you understand me, the lesser? Uh you go <laughs> and there is no response. You don't even know if the lesser is here. That's fair. Uh, okay, I'm going to close the door. Okay, it passes through the wisp, but the wisp remains where it is. That's fine. Um, and I will... Does the door lock? It should be able to. It was locked when you got here. Right. Um, I would like to lock the door mm-hmm. um, and then I, I guess uh, I guess I'm going to all I can do because I can't communicate with this wisp to be fair you haven't tried yet but um, <laughs> you don't I mean speak- it's in a language it's in a language. I mean, they communicate with them in a language that I don't know, so I don't really know. That is what you observed, yes. Um, I guess. Okay, first, I'm just gonna say, uh, I'm gonna communicate with the Wisp and say, uh, just gonna search through the room like, like they're doing, see if there's anything like this armor still blinking in that same pattern. Uh, I am going to see if I can uh, 
kill this will-o'-the-wisp because um, I don't know what else to do. Okay. Uh, cut Quickly cut to Tirza is like pacing around Grawl and she's saying, I just, I don't know. I'm really worried. Sometimes they do really stupid things. And, and I mean, not that I'm one to talk, but it's just, I'm nervous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, sure it will be fine. She's a very a, smart individual. He very rarely <laughs> makes mistakes or attacks things on water. <laughs> no, I think it's a great idea. Listen, yeah, I mean, it's I I don't know what else to do other than no, it's good. To take it out as fast as possible with Stormpiercer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So is that what you do? Okay. Uh, I'm assuming your disguise precluded the appearance of Stormpiercer. Yeah. Because that's what you've been doing up till now. Uh, So you draw your sword seemingly from nowhere and just lunge at this Will-O-The-Wisp. Yeah. Give me an attack roll with advantage. It did not see this coming. Uh, It's like, hey now, what? It's going to be a... A 21 to hit. Oh, that's so good. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Will of the Wisps AC is very high. They are I very, didn't know that. They are very hard to hit. And you, Oh, boy. Yeah, this 21 <laughs> is what you needed. Um, Woo! <laughs> All, All right. right. So, roll me some sneak attack. That's okay. Um, that's going to be, oh, actually, it's not that great. Six, nine, 12, 15, 16, plus, uh, I'm assuming I get the storm piercer bonus on top of that. Sure. Um, there we go. Okay. So it'd be, plus versus 20. Uh, 23 damage. You lucky duck. They yeah. have 22 hit points. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. my god. I know, I had them, I had them looked up from last time and I was oh. like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, Boise. Um, so, uh, you draw Stormpiercer and, uh, he will let out a low, ha ha, uh, <laughs> As you lunge forward and just sword basically going into the door a little bit as you just pierce the center of this Will-O-The-Wisp and it lets out this bubbling little and dissipates. Okay. uh, We gotta move quick. Give me a... Um, Both of you give me perception checks. Yeah. You know how how sometimes Corvids can look very judgmental? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Before Cherish turns back. Uh... I get the crows or you can or the ravens do uh, this after you transform back either way if that was your next step anyway I mean it's it's not gonna be good either way uh yeah it's either a seven or a five so yeah I got a 14 okay Sid from downstairs you hear a commotion starting killing the wisp yep. may have alerted somebody probably uh okay um cherish go ahead and turn back Oh yeah, I already, I already, I guess I already did, and I'm okay. packing the armor in the bag as fast as I can. Okay, um, and then I'm going to steering clear of the window. I'm going to prop it open. I think we should 
transform again and fly out the window. Okay. Um, so yeah, I wait till you're ready before right. I open the door. Are you grabbing anything other than the armor? I think this is all we... I don't think so, we have time. And yeah. yeah, I had a thought. I feel like all of our gear gear was in the bag of holding. Is that not true? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't yeah, either. Was never but, and if it wasn't... And, it was, it was never and, if it, and if it's not, that shit was so cheap. Whatever. That's true. We'll, we'll replace it. This is yeah. really what we came here for. Okay. So yeah. And I... And I do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So you stuff it into the bag of holding, and then you hear uh, a com- the commotion charging up the stairs. There's the pounding mm-hmm. of boots on wooden stairs, uh, people shouting. There is uh, noise coming from the hallway just outside the door. There is mm-hmm. definitely a s- people coming. Yep. Uh, so then I open yep. the window. Uh, and then... We're both ravens. Okay. And we fly out the window. Okay. Black against black, ravens out into the night. You fly out into the crisp night air of Stormhaven. Uh, let's see if the people on the roofs notice. <laughs> you see several gang members out on the roofs, all of them with those big fuck off crossbows that you've seen in the past. Yeah. All of them are looking down into the alley, seeing other members like charging along the streets towards the the building. Uh, they are distracted by what is happening inside the inn to the point where they do not look upwards as the two birds fly off into the night. Thank God. Oh, thank God. The highest any of them rolled was a 12. <laughs> So, you rejoin your companions, gear in tow, having circumvented the queensman uh, who lay in wait at the Laughing Spirit. Y'all ridiculous. (laughs) (sighs) Hey, not to be a downer, but y'all's horses are still there. Uh, To be fair, your horses are quartered at a separate location. You hired a a stable that is nearby, to be fair, but not at the inn itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, we don't know if it's owned by the Queensman, but um, yeah, we do not know that. And uh, based on where what you were just doing, it doesn't seem like they knew exactly who they were looking for. Yeah. Fair. Which is odd because we very much stand out. You'd think so. Would we be able to remember? Yeah. Decisions. Um, you're purple. Yeah, I'm purple. Um. Uh. Okay. Uh. We're not birds. We get back to the alley with uh, Tirza and Crawl, mm-hmm. and we're not birds anymore. Um, okay. I'll dismiss the lesser. I'm gonna. No, oh, I'm going again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I yeah. To ask him where he goes when I do that. I should ask him next time. I'm gonna not look like. Um, a queensman anymore. Okay. Um, go back to the Jephthah form. <laughs> Alright, so reunited with your gear, reunited with your companions, the night is still yours. I think okay. we should get as far away from here as possible. Agreed. I say we I say yes, agreed. I say we go straight to the Haven Guard 
place with that guy and uh, uh give him black hat okay um they are the haven guard is instructed to arrest me on site you don't look like you you yeah True, you look like but, a horse boy but i'm sure they know well i'm sure they know that you guys are companions of mine but um, but this is our new non-fugitive friend his name is jeffathy <laughs> We got tired of Sid. We, we hate Sid now. Yeah, we hate Sid. Yeah. He's the heroine. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. No. We're going with the 10th thing, threadless. We have, proof, we have proof that he's not that he's not the heroine. I know. And we um, demand justice. Right, yeah, right. That one. The, the sooner, yeah, the sooner they uh, get custody of this uh, dude or of uh, this person, the better. Okay, so your plan yeah. is to head we to the leave Stormhaven. Fuck this place. I mean, we'll see. That has always been an option. Yeah. So your directive is to head south towards the Haven Guard headquarters. That mm. is. That's what I want to do. If anybody has a better idea, I agree. I think we should do that. I could communicate with. Um, pre keel with my pocket watch as well. That's true. Can you? Yeah, mm -hmm. I believe so. Is that correct, Mike? You. I guess are you've never tried. Under the yeah. impression that you can cast sending once per day with the pocket watch. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. so then I, um, yeah, I pull out the pocket watch. I communicate with pre keel. Um, uh, this is Sid. I have found proof of my innocence. Where can we meet? Okay. Um, sending that message. Eventually, you get a response, and the voice of Preet Keel re-enters your head, uh, and says. Meet under Big Dragon. Two hours. Okay. Oh, you take a nap. Hell yeah. Two hours. Okay, I communicate that with the rest of the party. Um, if we were walking in, there in is a, a huge tourist trappy inn just across from Big Dragon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we could stay there. Hey, if they're tourists, they're not going to recognize who we are. This is true. Maybe. I don't know. I, maybe what, We might be able to take a bath. Maybe they're groupies. Maybe they're like, they're following us. Like, like, fish or something? <laughs> no, they're just following, like, they're like, they're groupies. Like, no, not that kind of groupie, like, rock star groupies. Um... How far is uh, Big Dragon from here? From where you are right now, Big Dragon is about a four-hour walk. Right. So we need to get our horses. Yeah. Um, that should be our next... Our next target. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, in that case... Um... Because if you remember, Big Dragon is the huge statue that, like, 
vaguely looks like a dragon, and most people think it looks like Pyrescale, though they're wrong. Yeah. Um, also kind of like a horse. And we passed it on the way here. Yeah, it is on the road yeah. leading out of town. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, I guess we head back to to where the stable. Um, yeah. uh, before we walk up, I'd like to just observe it. Um, see if there's any um, Queensmen walking around the actual facilities. Uh, you like, don't see any Queensmen in and around the stable specifically. You can tell mm -hmm. this place has is not the liveliest. There's still somebody on staff here. Uh, yeah. It seems like this place doesn't really shut down per se, uh, but it sense. is definitely the slower part as it is inching your way towards around 10 p.m. Okay, let's grab our horses. Seems to be okay. You do notice more and more of those wisps flying through the air. Some of them in differing directions, but many of them moving away from the laughing spirit. Okay. As you go in, you grab your horses. Uh, you had them stabled for uh, about, what, two days? Uh, um, yeah, like more or less. So it will. Yeah, we've only been here for fucking forty-eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> it will run you uh, eight silver a piece for okay. each horse stable. Eight and Tirza, are you reconjuring Carrie at some point? I think for now, I will ride with one of you, probably mm -hmm. Cherish. You think? Yeah. Why? Why? Why not resummon your perfectly good mount? <laughs> I love her, but she is blue and made of starlight. This and is true. I feel like <laughs> you're already kind of trying to keep a low profile here, Mike. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay, just checking. <laughs> that logic bears out. Yeah, eight silver. Eight silver a piece. Yes. So you grab your horses. Uh, I. Cherish, does yours still not have a name? Uh, my horse's name is just Alice. Just Alice, okay. Um, just Alice. <laughs> <laughs> it says just. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just cool. Alice. And you begin riding uh, at a, a decent clip out of town, moving towards Big Dragon. Yeah. At the pace you're setting, not moving at a full gallop, because that would be a little bit of a, uh, a hazard in the city. Yeah. But moving at a, a solid clip along the main thoroughfare, you will get there with probably 10-15 minutes to spare before your rendezvous time. Great. Okay. <sighs> oh my god. Oh, well, oh yeah. We, we'll have to wait till after our meeting. <laughs> if this guy fucks us over, I swear to, I swear to the gods. I mean, if he messes with us, we'll just tell the old mage, like, smite him or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that she does that. No. Yeah, no. Well, we don't know that she doesn't not she, do it, She would. Isn't there, like, an example of her taking out, like, insurgents in the city, before, right? There is I don't think... a piece of precedent that she has killed at least one Lord Mayor of Stormhaven, yes. That's what it was. I, oh, I don't yeah. Think oh, I almost forgot about that. He counts as an insurgent in the city. 
depending on if he helps or not. I don't know. Anything else you would like to accomplish or discuss on your ride towards Big Dragon? I think, I mean, I'm fine with just kind of keeping our heads down um, yeah. and just heading, just heading there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As you are making your way there, you see the unmistakable sight of the dragon's gaze in in the distance as you approach this like large, gaudy inn, tavern, casino, uh, entertainment house. It's a huge tourist trap. Um, yeah. But it stands out just as much as the <laughs> hundred foot tall, immense statue of some primal dragon. Uh, copper, patinaed red by age and weather. Yeah. As you make your way there, the area around Big Dragon isn't like some big square. There are like buildings built up against the, the statue. Having uh, a nice convenient wall is not something anyone an enterprising individual of Stormhaven would ever sneeze at. Um, yeah. And that's one less wall you have to pay for. Yeah. Fair enough. So at least up and around the talons that rest on the platform of Big Dragon. There are buildings. There are a couple of tenement houses, um, some large uh, warehouse built around the, the northern edge of it that seems to be like a, a stockpile for merchants going in and out of the city. And there is also a, uh, a not a shanty town per se, but definitely some more ramshackle uh, homes built around Big Dragon as well. Okay. Uh, but the stretch of the base of Big Dragon, at least along the main drag here, is roughly 50 feet wide. So it leaves a lot of room for, like, well, you can meet somebody uh, on a lot of places around Big Dragon. Yeah, I guess we just start scoping the area, see if we can find anybody. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you do see a figure leaning up against a... Uh, a trash can off to one side of a residential building, like a, a hut, basically, that's built along the side of Green Dragon. There mm -hmm. is a uh, a bent figure in front of that hut with a f small fire built outside of their home that they're cooking something over, but the figure just to the left of that hut is uh, leaning up against the, the massive statue, seemingly without a care, smoking a cigar. Uh, yeah, probably. Dressed in his uh, Haven Guard blues, you see the form of Commander Preet Keel, seemingly unconcerned with the fact that he is the commander of the Haven Guard, just out in the open. Okay. Ballsy. Um, so, do yeah. we just go up to him? Yeah, I mean, I say yeah, yes. Cherish is like, yeah. Yeah. Commander Keel? And he will eye you all as you come forward, his eyes really only showing up underneath the, the lip of his helmet of office uh, whenever he takes a drag of his cigar. His steely blue eyes staring at you as you approach. When you say his name, he'll nod towards you. And Mike, 
So we got the flask uh, identified at Omatep's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but remind me, when the when whoever is in it is let out, do they have to be friendly to the person who let them out or the owner of the flask? That is a very specific question that I don't have the answer to right off the top of my head. Let me double check. Yeah. Take a look at that iron flask. Um, iron flask. Uh, the creature is friendly to you and your companions for one hour. Mm. Um, okay. It sound that sounds like the person who put them in the flask. Yeah. Yes. That's what that wording yeah. sounds like. Yeah. Actually, you can use your action to remove the flask stopper and release the creature the flask contains. The creature is friendly. So I think, no, it's it's just friendly it's whoever to whoever opens it. Opens the flask, yeah. Because you could find a flask that okay. already had a creature in it. Yeah. Ooh, that's true. That's true. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm loath I'm loath to leave it with this guy, but, like, the sooner we can get the fuck out of here, the better. Mm-hmm. Well, we should probably see this through at least a little bit. Um... You should also tell him about the really awesome plan that I came up with. Does he need Maybe. to know that? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, the police yes. knowing is part of the plan. Oh, um, it's been a while. Anyway, um, so you approach uh, on horseback I, I, I and Keel yeah. eyes you as you approach. Uh, I'm gonna get off my horse. <laughs> I will also dismount when. Cherished. I mean, not at the same time as Cherished does. As funny as that would be. be (laughs) The exact same time. Uh, I'm assuming uh, that Mr. Emberlite sent you? Yes. Can we prove his innocence if he's going to be arrested the minute he comes out uh, in the open, huh? His eyes will flash over to Jephethi, quote-unquote, and say, Yes, as I have made it a strict command to arrest Sid Emberlite on sight. That is correct. Yep. <sighs> he did let us know about your... Well, we've been trying to, uh, I guess that he ha- didn't do this thing that he is going to be arrested for. And I, uh, I, I look around and uh, I ask, is there somewhere a bit more private we can have this conversation? And the commander will say, no, I think this is about as private as we're going to get. Fair enough. We've come across an individual who has admitted that a member of the Queensman who has admitted that one of their gang members brokered a deal with someone to frame Sid for the Harriman killings. We have custody of this person and they can be questioned. And when you say custody of this individual, in what regards do you mean? Is there a body I should be aware of somewhere nearby? 
I mean, yeah, yes. Not a dead one. Well, they are a necromancer, though, so it's hard to hard to tell. You're one of the threadless, so I will dispense with the pleasantries of introduction, but we both have interacted with the old mage enough to probably be sick of vagaries. Um, what do you mean? Fair enough. Uh, we have a, f a flask that uh, can hold people in it. One person at a time, I think. You have possession of an iron flask? Yeah, that one. I could do with Wasn't a few sure of those. Was. We were... Well, yeah, but on yeah, a roll, a natural 20 on my Arcana either. check. Um, <laughs> yeah, this no, is, fair, fair, fair. This is definitely pre-keel. It looks like pre-keel. He's talking like pre-keel. Okay. I mean, I can... I'll cast Detect Magic. I'll use my Eldritch Sight just to check around everywhere. Do it. Yeah. Open your creepy eyes, Grawl. Look. Look with your special eyes. And Grawl, you're still mounted? Yep, we're all still on his horse. Okay. So you open your Eldritch Sight and cast Detect Magic, and mm -hmm. you stare towards Preet Keel. You can see that there are several magical items about his person. Okay. There is a truncheon that he wears at his belt that is apparently magical. There is a set of manacles that is attached to the small of his back that are apparently magical. And there is a bottle that rides at his opposite hip of his truncheon that is apparently magical. Cool. Alright. But he doesn't seem to be magical. There doesn't seem all. to be any spells cast on this person in front of you now. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. He's not also wearing a bucket hat, is he? <laughs> he is wearing like a, a rounded, bold helmet. I, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, we have a necromancer and an iron flask. A necromancer. You mentioned the Queensmen. How are they involved in all of this? You said they set up, Mister Embolite. A member of the Queensmen, Jace McQuaid, who knew Sid Emberlight previously. Uh, seen, we don't have all the information. Uh, the Necromancer was not very uh, open to sharing when we first met them. Um, but Jace McQuaid brokered a deal with someone to have the Queensman frame Sid for the harem and killings. And you say you have this necromancer who's admitted all of this in that iron flask in your possession. Yes. And you're willing to give me this item? If you guys... I mean, they'll have to be friendly for an hour, so... I'm aware of how the item works. To, you guys have an hour to figure out how to... I mean, if you guys... I mean, you're the Haven Guards. I'm sure you have ways of, you know, dealing with necromancers. We have many methods to neutralize people of arcane talent. It is an issue in the city. Though there are some legal questions that might be raised about the use of an 
Iron Flask, mind magic is generally frowned upon by the Guild of Lawyers. Yeah, I had thought about that, but... I mean, you, a... you could wait an hour to question him. Or going swimming. Commander Keel will take another long drag from his cigar, step out of the shadows finally, and you can see the the blues of his uniform are only slightly diminished by the well-oiled leather half-cape that he wears around his shoulders. It seems to be keeping off the cold. Well, if you are willing to provide this individual into the custody of the Haven Guard, it will probably go a long way to proving the innocence of Mr. Amberlight, wherever he may be. Yeah. I'm sure I got a pointed look with, with that. He's decidedly not looking at you. Oh, that's probably yeah. the best. Once he's out under the streetlights. <sighs> yeah, I think that's her best bet. Again, I would love to have this back at some point, but yes, here you go. I will see what I can do, but I make no promises where that's concerned. It is... I woke up like a kidnapped to get it, but okay. <laughs> Do you say that out loud? Mutter it under my breath. And the sharp-eared keel will say, And then you used it to kidnap another citizen of this city, so perhaps let's call it even for now. I don't think I will, but okay. Adventurous. <laughs> and he'll hold out a hand for the flask yeah okay he handed it over bet. Yeah. he will bounce it a few times in his palm staring down at it inspecting the strange sigils that you know are written in a common tongue of another world Spe it's uh Sort of draconic, right? Or something. Vaguely. Vaguely draconic. I'll say, so long as it works. And put it into a pocket. He will then... Uh, we also... I mean... Girl, do you want to do you want to take over now, or do you want me to lead you in? Do you want me to do a nice transition for you? Is it time for the plan? Is it time? We also I, have a I mean, theory about who the Harrowman might actually be. I am all he is. We're all There's a man. <laughs> There's a man who we had encountered over our last couple months and his name is Dr. Phineas Finebrook and from what the old mage has discovered about him he leaves chaos in his wake and we have also experienced that as well Commander Keel will nod and say I believe I was briefed on this individual month or two ago is he here in the city? I looked over Yes. Hmm. He is staying at the Globe? Shining Globe. No, the Shining Globe. Uh, we scried him. Um, more or less. 
Tomorrow he's having tea with some unknown individual, and then we'll be taking in a show in the evening. We don't know if his plans have changed because of our necromancer dealings. It's possible, but not probable. Um, I looked over the information that I had regarding the Harrowman killings, and I've made some connections to a cult that has also been, you know, the cult, right? Like, you know, we're on the same level there. Um, you mean the ones that the Lord Mayor were involved in before his untimely death? Yes. Yep, mm. that one. Um, uh, where are my notes about that? Sorry, I'm trying to... Are you saying this cult is involved in the Harrowman killings as well? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm basically, like, uh, briefing him on the connections that I made when I was going through the case files and all the stuff about the Great Hunt and uh, the connections that the victims had to Atticus Carter and his uh, the properties he owns in Stormhaven. I assume also the similarity between the deaths of the victims as yes, well as that was the thing I was um, missing. The yeah. The thing we experienced with Grawl. I yeah. I was gonna say Tirza Tirza will chime in if Cherish doesn't and explain. Yeah. Since yeah, I no, Cherish remembers the... all of it, but my, my mucus addled brain is having a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Well um, and but Tirza was the only person who like saw that. Oh, oh, but yeah, yeah, no, I get you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh the commander is fairly impressed by this detective work, though he is under the impression that none of the victims were directly involved in the cult, namely because none of them had any brands, nor did they erupt into fire when they were killed. Okay, I mean, that's fine, but they don't have to be in the cult to be working for them. That's fair. Or at least connected with. Or connected with. I mean, it's uh, it's mostly the... I mean, it's hunty the thing great, that they're yeah the, yeah the hunt thing during um because uh they were all what month was that it was the uh the last month of summer which is sorry i don't have the calendar in front of me uh the month no, of toil right. i mean it's yeah toil no that's no, the that's last autumn. uh focus. uh yes Wasn't there a connection that they all had with the Bard's Guild as well? Uh, some of them some. had Oh, right. The some of them, yeah. So, well, then I probably wouldn't have known. Yeah, that one's a little tenuous. I yeah. probably wouldn't have brought that up. Yeah. Uh, the commander, as you're having this discussion, uh, will like is pretty impressed by all of this research, but he seems like he's about to make a comment when he will stop and reach down into one of his uh, pockets near his front and pull out a silver pocket watch just as it strikes ten and many, many, many bells in the city begin to go off. And he'll glance northward where you see a burst of stormlights erupting through the dark clouds. Even from yeah. this distance you can see the ritual going off on the northern end of the valley. 
It's dozens of miles away, but that's just how bright the lights are in the dark of night. Yeah. As it comes to an end, though, after about a minute, he'll look back in deep thought and nod and say, I was made aware of the the great game. It's involved with a slaver ring known as the Collard Bazaar that we have worked very hard to keep out of Stormhaven proper, but inevitably their agents sometimes are rumored to kidnap citizens of the city. Grawl, you're not a citizen of the city. I'm a citizen of the valley, which is good enough. Okay. I was not made aware of precisely when this event took place, though. It was simply a rumor. Can I give him the rundown? Of the I was just about thing? to say, do you want some yeah, info? Do it. <laughs> I give him all of the deets. Okay. Um, yeah, you tell him about this traveling menagerie known as the Collard Bazaar, this uh, basically ever-moving slave auction, and the events leading up to the Great Game, which was a proposed haunt of some of these slaves through the border eastward that was north of Stormhaven. The exact details of where precisely you were are maybe a little bit murky, because even Grawl wouldn't, like, be able to point to on a map where this took place. Right. Mm -hmm. I know I traveled through, like, a across a bunch of, like, kind of, like, open plains, and Yeah, then that's basically like the desert. whole of the valley yeah. north of Stormhaven. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, like, yeah, somewhere north of Stormhaven, within, <laughs> uh, you yeah, know. you know you were close to a forest, and then when you escaped from there, you went to, like, a big open field, and eventually you got back to the city down to the south. That is yep. what you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not the directions guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Commander Keel is very appreciative of that. Those, there's not a lot that he personally can do about that, because well. beyond city limits is beyond his jurisdiction. Though he would gladly pass off that information to... Edge Masons and the Bark Watch. Cool. Nice. Taking them down. As you so, finish uh, up with all of this, he says, This is all well and good, but um, you said you had some kind of lead as to who the Harrowman might be. Right. Oh, yeah, Feinbrook. Feinbrook. Sorry, that wasn't clear. Right, this individual. And they are in the city somewhere, and you propose that they are in fact the Harrowman. The yep. evidence you have for this is that they attacked your friend in a similar fashion to the deaths that occurred, yes? Yes. Yeah. If anything, it would be... I don't know, maybe good to at least question him, of course. God, he's such a slippery motherfucker. Is he a magic user of some kind, or is he simply elusive? Yes. Magic. Oh, both magic. Quite both. powerful. Both. Mm. Yes. Well, we have ways of neutralizing that, and he will pat the bottle to the left of his belt. 
Well, he's staying Shall at the Shining I? Globe. I mean, if you want to go over your plan, knock yourself out. All right. I'm going to go All sit right. down. <laughs> go, get, go, go get some of that spell juice back. Yeah. I need some Gatorade um, and some cookies. <laughs> All right. So, before I get started, I just want to point out that the way in which this individual attacked me is uh, similar to the ways that all of these other like victims were killed. Uh, I bled from the eyes, the ears, the face. You know, he. I was in the middle of a field with no one around, and on death's door. Tirza can corroborate this. It was very Tirza. upsetting. I would expect so. All right. So, he seems to be able to have access to anyone from anywhere. So, how are you not dead then? Um, I have a little something, and I tap just like subtly on my finger. Which there's no ring on it. (laughs) You're just tapping your empty finger. I'm not making it visible in case Finebrook is just like in like around. Awesome. This is Finebrook. Whatever. And also, the you reason you're it. not dead is Tirza like banished something that was right near you. Yeah, spooky ghost boy. I'll say this much: he has a really weird way of scrying. <sighs> Pervert. Yeah, he's nasty. He wants to not be there, but be there. Ugh. Anyways, um, all right. So I have a plan in which we can get him to admit that he is the heroine and bring him to justice and prevent him from causing any more harm. I would be happy to hear this plan. All right. Let me consult my actual real-world plan document I have here on my screen. Uh, We already infiltrated the sewers. That went very, very well. Okay, uh, here we go. So far, so just good. just really, really fast before you start mm-hmm. this, you have mm-hmm. not told us in game what this plan is. Am I? I know. Yeah. Okay. Every we're time about I to find out. To do it, yeah. No. We were just that's like we need to go get into the sewers or whatever. I'm like, okay, I, I'll get to the plan later. I wanted to know so I could react appropriately. <laughs> yep. All right, everyone, gather around. Cherish, do you want in on this, or would you like yeah, me to I'm an apple? Coming. I'm coming. Okay, we can find you an apple. All right. Uh, Oh, there's a banana in the... Oh, bag of bananas. Oh, thank God. Great source of potassium. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's the plan. So, we know the location where Finebrook is staying, all right? Okay? We know where he's going to be, theoretically, tomorrow, due to Omotep's, like, foresight kind of thing. We know his schedule. So... If we split the party, two of us going to the, the Shining Globe to infiltrate his, uh, his room where he keeps his spell book and uh, I'm sure a whole menagerie of super duper evil things, as he is wont to do. Um, while the other ones, um, namely you and I, Preet, uh, I can make you invisible along with a jar of whispers. Boy, to... you have not earned the right to use my first name. It is Commander Keel to you. Commander Keel, right. I don't even think I knew his first name. 
doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I don't think Grawl actually did do that. I mean, Sid would have probably told you his name. I think I mentioned yeah. it. Okay. It's been so did long. Did Grawl forget them? Yeah, that's yeah, the problem. Would Grawl remember? Yeah. That's Would the Grawl question. remember? He'd probably just refer to everyone as just Sir. But yeah, you can you can Fair. see that Commander Keel's countenance get a little steely if you slip his first name. Commander Keel. It happened to me, too. Right. Oh. Wouldn't know. Wasn't there. Yeah. Um. Anyways, as I was saying, with you invisible, you can guarantee the authenticity of his admission. We have in our possession, what is the thing that you have, um, Sid? A jar of whispers? A flat? A Word, bottle. Word, Word bottle. bottle. We have a word bottle. He will get his admission straight from his own mouth. He, uh... I'm sorry, what is like... a word bottle? Say, would you get to explain? Um, it's a bottle, when you open it up, it records the words uh, that are spoken to it. Um, Thank you, so random individual, for explaining the situation. No problem. Lord knows if Sid right. Emberlight were here, we would have to arrest him. Yeah, I, yes. don't, I don't know anyone's yeah, name. In this yeah, um, fuck that guy. Um, Cherry? Cherry? Oh, Cherish, right. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Cherish, I forget yeah. names all the time. He gets uh, names Tony. mixed up all the time. He's a, a huge idiot. I forget mm. what my name is most of the time. It's like... Ted. All right, Ted, please continue. Perfect. I will be invisible for part of this plan. Yes, it's very important that you are invisible. Hmm. And I will be observing what, invisibly? I'm going to meet him at the cafe, surrounded by lots and lots of people. So he's not going to do anything too hasty, right? Okay. He wants something that I have with, like, every fiber of his being. If I have a leg up on him, his pride is not going to let him mm, leave a loser. So, if I can get him to admit that he is the Harriman. And I will be win. there to hear his admission, I suppose. Yes, and you will have a physical recording of his admission. With and this word bottle. His magic. Mm. Yes. Grawl, I love this plan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, now I'm going to rip it apart. No, um, don't do it. Is all I have left. <laughs> Girl, I love you. Um, on the boat, on the barge, mm -hmm. when I tried to confront him mm -hmm. and make him admit with two witnesses outside of his room, he cast right. a bubble of silence and then communicated with me telepathically. He can't do so that. There was no... Why not? I have a ring on. He, why not? He can't communicate with me telepathically. My mind is shielded. Maybe he'll point. request that you take it off. Commander Keel can be within the bubble, too. He can stand directly behind me, or he can stand directly behind him. If this person is capable of casting the silent spell, it is everything is silent within the bubble. Yeah. No sound okay. is within or without. Yeah. But All right. you have a good point with the lack of being able to communicate to 
telepathically. Yeah, so there's no point in him doing that. I I mean, it could just go stalemate, though. And I Are worry for that? that you yeah. overestimate how much he cares about the lives of the people that might be in this cafe. This is also a good point. That was my next right. point. Okay. Well, if he's going to threaten the individuals around him, I would hope Commander Keel will put a stop to it. Lord knows I could put a stop to this right now by simply getting the information I require from you. You say this individual is staying at the Shining Globe, so I already have more than I need to proceed without you. That's true. I mean, this is true. I, I, yes. We could go to bed and take we could go take baths and take go to bed and just sleep. Yes. A hundred percent. I am okay with that. I just want to guarantee that this goes as smoothly as possible. I am all about things going smoothly. You say this individual has some kind of personal stake with you, in particular, mm -hmm. and that you would be able to induce a confession? With a high enough roll, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he talks like this sometimes. We don't know what he means, but... <laughs> yeah, what's rolling? I don't you'll, understand. You'll, you'll understand when you're older. It's, you'll, you'll figure it out. Meanwhile, the rest of your companions will be breaking into his rooms? Um, Hopefully he, legally. Yes. Um, he Could, um, could the Haven Guard book. just do that? Yes, that's true. They could procure the book. That would require a warrant, and a warrant requires mm -hmm. probable cause. A probable cause at this point is the tenuous link that this person is supposedly capable of magic that is similar to that used to kill the murder victims. There are judges within the city that I could get a warrant from, but it will take time. Correct. Yeah. We have until tomorrow. Well, we don't have until tomorrow. We just know where he's going to be tomorrow. Uh, yeah, but I, I want to get out of the city very soon. That is all well and good. It's certainly one of the options that I would assume that Mr. Emberlight is aware of, wherever he may be. Hopefully. But, if in the meantime we can prove that the true heroine is captured, that would do a great deal to ease your passage through the city, I should think. This is also true. As well mm -hmm. as, you know, clear Mr. Emberlight's reputation. Thank you, kind stranger. No problem. Here to help. My only question is what could we possibly need from his rooms if we have captured this individual after he is admitted yeah, to being a, really... a serial killer? Right. This is a really he... good question, girl. I'm actually he... curious about that as well. He's a very meticulous individual. He has a book in which I've seen him writing many things down, whether they be magical or not. It might have information in there regarding certain other dealings with perhaps a cult or who knows, the murders themselves. Is 
this person involved with the cult activity as well? Well, he seems if he is if he is indeed the heroine, which I believe he has murdered people that are involved with the cult. I believe it to be tying up loose ends. Hmm. Well, interesting. Well, this is a very fascinating story that you've woven, and Lord knows we have very few other leads to go on. How would you feel about another individual accompanying you in this task, being invisible alongside? I mean no offense, but I personally do not uh, involve myself in the arrests of individuals on the street most of the time. It is a bit of a bad look. <laughs> That is fine by me. Do you trust My... this person? I would assume so. I have a few trusted individuals, yes. Do you have any way of guarding their mind? We have ways that could shield them from any intrusive magics. Awesome. Do you have any that you could lend to my friends here? None that would not require training in their use. Okay. And they right. are proprietary haven guard methods. All right. But, I, that being no said, this. this plan is as good a lead as any, I suppose. Finally. <laughs> The old the mage full, full trusts... will be available online. <laughs> the old mage trusts you all, and I am extending a great deal of trust based on that. She has called you for heroes. I don't much truck with that term, but I'm also told you've done a great deal of good in the valley. I am hoping you do something similar for my city. I mean, even if Dr. Finebrook isn't the Harriman, he's he has left chaos in his wake, and I mean, he stole rhinestones from the Eldritch, essentially from the old mage. Uh, so, it's not like He's, like, a cool guy otherwise. Getting him off the streets would be for the best, anyway. I was worried. If he was a cool guy, let's get this whole plan's off. <laughs> yeah. Very well. I will work on getting warrants for both the interrogation and arrest of Dr. Phineas Finebrook, as well as the search and seizure of his rooms. Um, I do want to make it like, out there, that he might have connections in certain areas of Stormhaven. If he finds out about these things, uh, his schedule may change. I will attempt to be discreet. In the meantime, and he will bounce the iron flask into his palm again, we will begin working to interrogate this individual who may have information leading to the clearing of Mr. Sid Emberlight's name. 
I trust you didn't have a plan for that. That other was the plan. Get, other than give them to you, yeah. Well, thank you for allowing us to do our jobs. Of course. Thank you for allowing us to of do your course. jobs. <laughs> yep. Yes, I won't say that. Do not say that. Oh, if Tears is not going to say it, Cherish will. Please no, don't. Tears. Tears. Tears says it in like the most pleasant, genuine, like not way possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, when you clear Sid Amberlight's name, will there be like a big article about it, or some kind of like? Just to make sure that everybody's clear that he's innocent. I am sure they will pull down all of the wanted posters. Okay. Just want to make sure that the citizens are clear of, uh, you know, that he's of his innocence. It's very important. Well, kind stranger, it is not my job to induce the opinion of the city's people. It's simply my job to make sure that justice is done. You're doing a great job. And J-Man, we know you love Sid, but <laughs> just let's just go. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. So, Preet Keel says that uh, you can meet him at the Haven Guard headquarters first thing tomorrow morning. He will be ready to go with whatever warrants he needs, and he will supply an individual who will accompany you on your plan to interrogate Dr. Phineas <sighs> Finebrook. In the meantime, you can find Respite at the Dragon's Gaze just across from you here. For a modest price, you can find comfortable clean beds, hot food, warm baths. Yes. No rules, just right. No rules, just right at the Dragon's Gaze Inn. Yeah. And as you find what rest you can, uh, planning in the morning to whatever ends this may come to, uh, I think it is there that we are going to take our break. And when we return, you're going to start a plan in motion to confront one of the most dangerous individuals you've come across in this campaign. <laughs> On this Hell plane yeah. of existence. Yep. It's going to be great. Is going it's going to be so good. Great. It's only going to get torn to shreds. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Here today to talk to you about a very interesting spell that I have come across while researching certain uh, preventative measures here in the shop. This spell is called Anti-Magic Field. It creates kind of a, a bubble, an invisible sphere that is ten feet wide out from whoever cast the spell. Within that little bubble, there is no magic allowed. And by that, I mean that this sphere shuts down all magic within its radius. And I mean like all magic. No, seriously, like everything gets closed down within this field. Teleportation doesn't work, spells don't work, even magic items lose their cool effects. That fancy plus three sword that you have? Inside of an anti-magic field, well, it's a whopping plus zero now. That fireball that's coming right at you, once it hits the anti-magic field, poof, no more fireball. Even teleportation magic in and out of this field is completely shut down. And this may stop any extra-dimensional creatures from hopping out of reality to eat you, but it also stops you from using any teleportation magic to escape. 
And you want to hear the real crazy part? If you cast Dispel Magic on the anti-magic field, it doesn't even work. It even shuts down that sort of magic. Crazy. I tell you what, though. This sort of thing would be pretty useful inside Duskwalker Import and Export TM. From time to time. Now, I'm not saying that cursed items go crazy and start killing things all the time inside the shop, but every once in a while, it would be useful to have an anti-magic field to just shut that crap right down. Like most very powerful magics, though, there is, of course, a couple of caveats for the anti-magic field. Artifact-level items of true, tremendous power are, of course, unaffected by anti-magic field. We're talking things like the Wand of Orcus or a Sphere of Annihilation... You know, really powerful items like those. The other caveat? Oh, well, it's so unlikely I don't even know if it's worth mentioning. I mean, what are the odds of an actual god showing up to, you know, like, poke his finger inside of a bubble of anti-magic field? <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. Of course, this is a very powerful magical effect. Only the most competent clerics and wizards are able to summon an anti-magic field at will. Though... I have heard rumors that certain law enforcement agencies have a bottled, minor version of this sort of spell that they can go hurling around if they need to absolutely shut down some kind of rogue magic user. Thankfully, I don't know anyone who would have that sort of thing thrown at their face. Probably. I think? Yeah, no, I don't know anyone like that. Anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had absconded with their belongings up out from uh, underneath the noses of the Queensmen. They had had a clandestine meeting with the commander of the local Stormhaven Haven Guard, and they had formulated a plan to get the admission of Dr. Phineas Finebrook that he is, in fact, the Harrowman. Maybe. Something that we technically don't Something. actually know. Don't even know. For a fact. But <laughs> you know. assume, and that's fine. Okay? He's a, he's a we bad know he's dude. a bad dude. Yeah. He's a bad dude. So, you'd found your rest at the Dragon's Gaze Inn. I don't know if you, any of you wanted to accomplish anything that evening or early, Sleeping. early the next morning, but you were told to meet with Commander Preet Keel outside the Haven Guard headquarters, a few hours east of your location. Yeah, this is definitely uh, mostly sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, you are then fully rested. Get yourself a long rest in. Get your spell slots and hit points and half your hit die back if you spent any of that. I don't think anyone did. I don't like anybody that did not, though. No. We rarely do. Spell slots back, though. Ooh, yeah. The yeah. only time we use our hit dice is to close portals. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good reason to. Yeah, I'd say so. It's, yeah, it's not a bad one. There are worse reasons. Okay. So, early the next morning, uh, I'm assuming you all want to get a, a fairly early start on this. Yeah. Considering mm -hmm. you have most of the city to traverse. Yeah. 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 What time do you want to arrive at the Haven Guard headquarters? Probably as soon as possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what time do you all want to arrive like at the eight. Haven Guard eight. headquarters? Is, uh, is, is I think eight the answer? 
I mean, he said, like, I I would assume, like, Dawn. Okay. That's a lot. I mean, at this late time of winter, you're looking at Dawn at a... uh, It's probably a little later than that, actually. Oh, wow. Um, Sunsets and sunrises are later slash earlier than you would expect in the valley because of the steep walls of the Stormwall Mountain. That is yeah. true. Well, that's a fair point. Good enough. Think of that. <laughs> yeah, it's like seven thirty, maybe. Seven thirty-eight would probably be a solid dawn-ish. Yeah, let's do that. Sure. Okay. Like specifically, seven thirty-eight. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I'm I'm so sorry. Before before we even leave, uh, Tirza will just like as we're all, I don't know, eating breakfast or gathering, you know, gathering together. Uh, Tirza will say, I know this isn't much, but we might be separated, and uh, never mind, and I'll cast aid on all three of you. Your hit point maximum will increase by five. And you will get five extra hit points. Cool. As this is a spell in which uh, you are Channeling the power of your gods. What does your aid spell look like? Um, that's a really good question. Let me actually look up the. How long does it last? Eight hours. Eight hours. Ooh. Damn. Yeah, you guys basically just have it. Um. Uh, so it requires um a tiny strip of white cloth. I know I can use my shield for it technically but I also bought white cloth a long time ago just specifically for this spell mm. and I think it consists of like Tirza takes uh, a little strip of it and ties it around each of your wrists and it like yeah okay cool it does I don't know that it looks particularly flashy you know flashy yeah this is a friendship bracelet is- yeah Yes, Grawl, it's a friendship bracelet. Don't take it off for eight hours. <laughs> so specifically what aid does is you choose up to three creatures, which is your three companions. Uh, mm-hmm. You then increase their maximum hit points by five for the next eight hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also gives them five hit points. Correct. So yeah. it's not that you have five temporary hit points. It's that your hit point maximum increases by five for that duration. So you mm-hmm. now have a new hit point maximum as opposed to just like a buffer of five hit points that are then just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. That is a cool spell. It is a cool spell. It is. Yeah. Very cool mm-hmm. spell. I wish it stacked, but that's okay. Well, you can cast it higher levels to like increase the hit point total. Can you? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that on the... When oh. you cast a spell at a slot of third level or higher, you target's hit point increases by an additional five for each slot above second. Red. So reading is hard. <laughs> it is. I understand. What is reading? <laughs> As you do this, your friends are bolstered. I am sure they appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, They're so soft. <laughs> so you set out That's in the morning, striking for the Haven Guard headquarters to reach there by seven thirty-eight on the dot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a pocket watch now, so <laughs> it's true. 
It's very possible. And you, between you that, you are a pocket watch. <laughs> between that and like, Sid's capability really? of getting you through the city quicker than average, uh, you don't actually even have to wake up super super early to do this. Otherwise, it would have been about a three-hour trek, but Sid can cut that down to about an hour and a half. Cool. Nice. Because of urchin powers. Urchin powers activate. Well, look, we learned about the supreme power of urchins in a previous session, so... (laughs) (laughs) Robert Yaga, my favorite psychopomp. One of those things. (laughs) Yes. Who can understand nuns? (laughs) so you reach there right on the dot uh sid i'm assuming you are still in the guise of one young master jeffathy yes that's correct okay uh are you still sans reindeer yes fair enough all right totally uh low key besides the purple tiefling albino hobgoblin and giant purple cloak you are totally Mm -hmm. under the radar and rainbow, oh, and rainbow armor. I've yeah, I was just about to say I've put my armor back on though. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Forgot to specify. Yeah, well, good to know. As you reach the Haven Guard headquarters, you can see that there is a flurry of activity. It seems as though you are getting here right as the shifts are changing, or at right. least in the process of changing. It's like apparently an overlapping process. Ooh. In which certain members of the Haven Guard are showing back up to get off of duty. Certain members are heading out into the streets. Yeah. Out front, you see a large paddy wagon drawn by two enormous angry axe beaks. Why are they always angry? Because they are in a constant state of hating the world. Because they're giant ornery birds. I feel that. Yeah. That's fair, honestly. They have a deep-seated rage at not being able to fly like other birds. <laughs> One day they'll get their vengeance. So, so they know that Fish they're birds? Too. The fuck? They know specifically that other creatures that look like them are capable of flight and they aren't. And thus their whole species is rage-riddled. Fair enough. Or at least that's the prevailing theory. I mean, I feel that on a daily basis. <laughs> that's oddly adorable. Wait, do you look like things that can fly? Listen? No. He has notably avian features, like his wings and beak. Mm. Yeah, I can't believe you forgot about my wings and beak. (laughs) Oh, I so often do. (laughs) To be fair, it's not a face beak, so it's easy to miss. Yeah, true. I mean, back beaks. (laughs) The lower beak. Yeah. (laughs) It's a very nice beak. It's more like a squid than anything. So, Uh uh, accompanying this paddy wagon, you see the form of an exhausted Commander Keel. There are bags under his eyes. It doesn't look like he's gotten much sleep. There is another officer standing directly next to him. Though, at first, from a distance, you mistake it to be a child of some kind. As you get closer, you can see that it is indeed a dwarvish officer. Uh, their beard is braided with chainmail links that sort of come down in a plaited, like, shirt nice. that covers their f- the front of their body. Yeah. It seems yeah. Yeah. like they've supplied their own breastplate to a certain extent. That's so fucking cool. cool. Uh, 
standing nearby are a couple of other Haven Guard regulars. Um, one human, one apparently half elvish. Um, they and are before before we wagon. get up there, before we get up there, I'm like, now Grawl, what name are you going to call me? What name do you want to be called? Not my actual name. Let's go with Douglas. Douglas. Got yeah. it. A man from foreign lands. <laughs> Douglas. Yeah. Whatever. As long as it's not my actual name. All right. Okay, Jeff. Let's do that. <laughs> All right. You approach. The commander sees you coming. Pulls out a stack of uh, papers that are in envelopes, but that he was like carrying in the crook of his arm. He'll wave them towards you and say, Oh, kindling. No, these are warrants for arrest and search of one Phineas Finebrook. We had to designate him a terrorist in the city to get this through quickly, but... Uh, based on everything I've been told, that is not undue. Oh, this feels good. Yeah. This feels so good. This is Reed saying this. <laughs> this feels good. Okay. The old mage has informed me to take the utmost care in regards to this individual. Though she does not seem to think that he is personally involved in the Harrowman killings. All right. Huh. Well. Interesting. Maybe he would know then. Who knows? We will see. Either way, this is a dangerous individual. I feel as though getting them off the streets is a worthy endeavor either way. That is true. Yes. Much appreciated. You will point towards the paddy wagon and say, This cart will be nearby for after we have acquired the admission of guilt, or some admission of guilt. The warrant is a little vague as to what precisely we need be arresting Mr. Phineas Finebrook for. And he'll point over to the dwarf and say, This is Officer Oscar Orchaser. Pleasure to meet you. Officer. Howdy. And Officer Orchaser, this beard will nod their jangly beard. Uh, you can see that they are a city dwarf, as opposed to the Srothheim dwarves who are of Duragar descent, with their, like, dark, black, coal-colored skin and red eyes. Uh, this dwarf has more of kind of an unearthly tone to their skin. Their hair is this bright red. Their eyes are this, like, deep, loamy green. And they will <laughs> nod towards you all with, like, a, a jangling of the beard. Um, yeah, they more resemble the deep seams who you're used to, or the dwarves around Blue oh, Gulch. Yeah. Um, gotcha. yeah, Srothheim dwarves are just of a very particular stock. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they will say, 
I'm told I'll be holding some kind of recording device today while being invisible. That is the I, plan, I yeah. hand him the bottle. And they'll kind of like look it over. So how does this work? I uh, look... well, we can demonstrate, right? And then it'll still like work. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what that's what Amatap said. Yeah. Yeah, I look to you guys to explain it. I'm trying to talk as little. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll 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 open it and say it's a arcane device that records uh, words, and then I'll put the cap back on and then open it up again, and then I'm sure that whatever I just said. Nope. Comes out of it. That's not how it works. <laughs> oh, it's not. No. Okay, well, like I would. Cherish would know how it works. So long as the cap is off, it is quote-unquote recording. When the cap is on, you say a command word and it plays the words that it has stored. Okay, well then that's what I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my best over here, you guys, okay? I can't go to the doctor until tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you for your perseverance. Proud of you. <laughs> As you demonstrate the, the jar, officer or chaser will nod, their beard jangling, uh, and take the bottle from you, uh, open it up and say, This is my favorite store in Stormhaven. Close the jar. Uh, say the word, and you, the voice just comes straight back. They'll yeah. nod their head, beard jangling, and say, Yeah, looks great. Uh, it can only store like what twenty words though. Twenty five um, words. Twenty five words. Twenty five words. So I'll 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 relay that information as well. So he can have it open and recording the entire time, and just has to cap it as soon as he's got the admission. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that is correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it'll be the twenty five most recently said words. Yes. yes. So. Uh... Commander Keel will then introduce you to the uh, the two other officers. One is a human officer named Ron Welm. Officer. Hello, Ron. And the half-elf is named Laluria Marrow Thief. Nice. Solid name. How do you spell that name? Uh, L-A apostrophe L-U-R-I-A and then Marrow Thief is exactly how it sounds. And so yeah, the two who are manning the paddy wagon uh, will drop the vast majority of your party off at the Shining Globe and then they will carry Officer or Chaser and Grawl to the meeting with the good doctor. You have warrants for the arrest of Phineas Finebrook and the search of his quarters, though you will be accompanied by officers in both tasks. Yes. Uh. Oh. Uh, one thing I want to... Because uh, Commander Keel's not coming with us, right? Correct. Yes. So, before we leave, I would like to... 
uh, I don't know, try to discreetly give him back the files that he gave Sid. Uh, he should probably have those back. So you're going to reverse pickpocket him? It's called put-pocketing, and it's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I don't know I if say, there's like. I say, a... unless he needs it, uh, like giving him the files copies. look weird. I'd I'd rather just hold okay. I'll it. I okay. Okay. So unless he specifically wants it, he can ask. Yeah, that's true. Right. The plan now is to ride the paddy wagon over to Old Haven, where you will go to the the Shining Globe and. Await further progress in the day of one Phineas Finebrook. Yes. Though, Cherish, you would know that if your math is correct, riding this carriage towards where the location of this inn is would take the better part of a day. And my math is usually correct. Your math is usually correct. Yeah, on foot, it would take... About two days worth of walking to get to the center of Old Haven. Yeah. So you have some serious questions about this cart that admittedly is being drawn by some very angry birds. Who are pretty damn quick. Um. Are we gonna. Like, I guess I'll ask. Uh. uh um. Uh, Oscar? Oscar or Chaser. Oscar. Yeah. Oscar. Uh, uh, I, I, and this is more out of curiosity than, than, uh, anything else. I don't want to imply that you don't know how to do your jobs. I know I get upset when people imply I don't know how to do my job, but are we going to, like, how fast is this paddy wagon? Like, I mean, I mean, it, it would take like two days to get to Old Haven, right? <laughs> Normally you'd be right, but, uh. We Haven Guard are uh, afforded certain shortcuts in the city, thankfully. Huh. And as the the wagon is being pulled along, uh, most of you have to sort of hang on to the sides of this thing. There's really only room for about two or three officers to sit up front. <laughs> and... <laughs> It actually doesn't pull out onto the main drag. It pulls around inside the stable yard of the Haven Guard headquarters here, moving towards a tall stone kind of tower at the back of this keep. Two huge wooden doors are flung open as the cart makes its way towards that tower. And as you enter, you can see the arcane sigils clearly written on the the Ah. doors of this place. And as you're moving in, Cherish, you clearly see a teleportation circle that is drawn on the floor. That is (sighs) very much large enough to accommodate this cart. In fact, it's large enough to accommodate a couple carts. (sighs) I need to learn how to do that. And you can see several magic users dressed in kind of modified Haven Guard robes, basically. And they are set up on either side of the teleportation circle, and they seem to be combining their efforts in order to cast this spell properly. Not having mm-hmm. a single spellcaster who could reliably cast teleportation circle, apparently they somehow combined their magics in order to create a greater effect. 
which is something you've heard of, but never necessarily seen. Well, I mean, I, I was about to ask uh, out of character, but like, I mean, that's essentially what we're doing when we're closing those portals, right? Kind of, yeah. Um, though you're still a little fuzzy on the exact details of it. But of like, how we how do we do that? <laughs> Sorry, fuck, I thought I hit mute. <laughs> oh. I tried to hit mute. That's okay, buddy. No worries. I'm doing great. But yeah, you're seeing two spellcasters combine their efforts to produce a singular spell, as opposed to some strange esoteric pooling of power to close yeah, a hole true. in reality. It's, 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 it's more conceptually similar. <laughs> it's, it's a like, oh, I should ask them about how they do that so we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, find out how to cast what the spell is first. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the teleportation rift opens up very quickly, and you suddenly find yourselves emerging in an almost identical space. You see that several uh, Haven Guard wizards are already there, waiting, uh, having flung the doors open of an almost identical tower. But rather than empty out into the interior of a larger keep, this one empties straight out onto the streets of Old Haven. So you find yourself exiting what is essentially a watch post slash wizard tower owned by uh -huh. the Haven Guard that is near the middle of the city. Huh. Interesting. And you are coming around the back of it now emptying out into... Sid, you would recognize this as one length of the forks. It is gotcha. those two large streets that empty towards Hall Hill and Old Mage's Square. Gotcha. Uh, it would take a, a couple of minutes of orientation, but eventually you figure out you are on the southern fork. Yeah, just looking around. Mm -hmm. Seems. Yeah, you're pretty familiar with most chunks of the city. Having spent your most of your life here. Yeah. Old Haven, for most of you, is a strange sight, though. I don't think any of you other than Sid will have ever been here. Maybe Grawl. I think Grawl spent some yeah. time yep. uh, up in Old Haven. I raided a botanical garden. In oh, the yeah. underhaven of Old Haven, but yes. Yes. Met an old man up here, too. Uh, old Haven is way more city than Dustwater or Mason's Way or Nightside. It is an urban area that has grown up rather than out. Stormhaven itself was originally contained within the walls of Old Haven, and before the expansions outside those walls, it grew into a bit of a towering cityscape. There are buildings here that are 10, 15 stories tall. There Whoa. are whole apartment complexes. There are towers here of stone, wood, of stranger materials even. Nothing like pure metal and glass, like a skyscraper, but there are definitely like the halls of the alchemists are made of weird tempered glasses that bulge and curve in ways that most other glassmakers wouldn't be able to manage. Yeah. Cool. Specifically, you are really, really close 
to an area of town called Godsboro. It is a nickname for this neighborhood because most of the neighborhood is at least in some way built around or in support of the efforts of the Divine Athenium. There is a huge temple that rests just to the west of you that you can see rising up out of the city. It has huge curving spires which go upwards to a point of about like five stories tall, so they poke up out of certain sections of the city that you can see. It is a huge, like, Sistine Chapel in scale complex of temples that are all interconnected and they are all used as basically kind of like god labs, for lack of a better term. They're constantly remodifying and refitting chunks of this cathedral to be focused towards the worship of different gods just to see if it works. Because the mission of the Divine Athenium, for the most part, is to try to figure out which gods are even still around to answer people's prayers. Uh, the big ones that you know, like, are A, exist, and B, still answer people's prayers in a big way. Um, for the most part, Bahamut is one of the larger deities that is known and worshipped. Uh, Kord is another deity that is, uh, often referred to as the, uh, the great champion. Um, he is like a, a god of strength and contests. Uh, Bahamut is a god of justice and righteousness. Um... Unfortunately, one of the gods that people know still exists is Lolth, who is some good consider a demon, but others know her to be a god. Uh, it is specifically known she exists and is prayed to by some sections of the Divine Athenium because uh, she has a large following that exists in a place called the Spidermire in the Eastwood. Mm. Never go there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know that there is even a subsection of the Divine Athenium that worships and does research into prayers devoted to Asmodeus. Uh, in some circles, he is considered a god of contracts and deals. There are high-ranking members of the uh, Guild of Lawyers who would worship at the uh, altar of Asmodeus. Hey, you gotta get any right. advantage you can get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are a bunch of other smaller gods that are worshipped or are attempting to be worshipped by the Divine Athenium, um, but those are the, the really big ones um, that people know for a fact exist and exert power over the world. Though none of them have made themselves like explicitly known, like they don't summon avatars to the mortal realms anymore, they are evident in their powers that they exert. Yeah, they just put out wanted uh, or uh, bounties for children <laughs> hey you gotta get adv any advantage you can get <laughs> the lawyer thing stands <laughs> the reason I mention all of that is because a lot of the architecture around this neighborhood is built with heraldry devoted to these gods so you'll see like a lot of silver dragon motifs around areas that are devoted to Bahamut or a lot of spider motifs around areas devoted to Lolf 
Tirza, you would know that there is uh, another large subsection of the Divine Athenium over in Nightside. So the gods of death aren't generally worshipped in this part of town. What about yeah. um, the the Jarshir, the three serpents? So my my understanding of this, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mike, is that the Jarashir are, I mean, they're cults, right? But also yes. in the academic sense, they're kind of like cult worshipy, where the Divine Athenium, even though there might be people devoted to those gods, it's mostly like an academic, like, uh, not like a state religion, but it's it's about the the, the theological findings of them. Whereas yeah, the Jarashir yeah. are like actual devotees, right? The Divine Athenium are less about like the active worship of these gods, and more about figuring out what gods are left for us to worship. So the worshippers that spring up around the Divine Athenium aren't necessarily members of the organization, if you catch my drift. Right. But, um, you know, that is a known quantity. It um, is, though there's some debate um, among scholars as to whether or not what they're worshipping is a god. Hey, yeah. Let's, let's, it's a known quantity to us for very specific reasons. Let's well, get I into... Mean, Let's get into combat so I can blow some fools' minds. <laughs> um, yeah, th there is a strong contingent among the Divine Athenium who would uh, have of their fellows believe that those of the Jarashir are actually a uh, cult in the more specific sense that they are all uh, practicing warlocks. Hmm. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's a semantic argument, but it's one that yeah. some like stodgy scholars stick to. Yeah, I was just curious. Uh, mostly because they are the Divine Athenium really work hard to uh, take old texts that reference gods and bring them back to the forefront mm. by accessing those gods' powers and like giving signs from those gods. There is no real texts of the Jarashir that predate the valley. They're uh they're like a little like altar way off in the back corner covered in dust and like moving boxes that just says Magloob it's kind of been scratched off. Magloob. Magloob. Magloober. The Gloober. Yeah. Oh Magloob. Uh but yes, so uh yeah something you would know is that the Jarashir are or at least they were considered a newer religion and thus not really worth the time of the Divine Athenium. According cool. to them. They're about, about to go up there and wreck their shit. <laughs> I stepped I into God's mouth. You <laughs> certainly stepped into something. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And as you're moving through this chunk of the city, you can see that there are acolytes of the Athenium moving here and there about the business of the organization. Um, Sid, you would know that these acolytes are referred to as borough kneelers. Mm -hmm. uh, they are like 
religious fuddy-duddies who have their heads in the clouds. Uh, most people who are trying to work for a living inside Stormhaven don't have a ton of respect for these people. Yeah. And uh, I assume it's not, that is not a phrase that they call themselves. It's no. more of a derogatory term. Yeah. yeah. They consider themselves scholars and people of higher learning who are seeking divine truth. Uh, they would not consider themselves supplicants and slaves to the gods as other Sid, people. Sid, Sid and Tirza, for very different reasons, simultaneously roll their eyes. <laughs> God, I hate these people. The Shining Globe Inn and Theater is located just north of Godsboro. Not quite to the Old Mage's Square, but it is approaching that. You can definitely see the statue that is called the Old Mage rising up from the city. Again, it rises about the same height as Big Dragon, roughly a hundred feet into the air. And it is a statue of a mage of some kind. They're wearing like flowing robes. They've got pointed elvish ears. They are holding a staff that does look remarkably similar to Zenerva's. It has that strange helix pattern to it, though the features are completely washed away by time. Yeah. You can see the shining globe before too long. It is a huge building with a large seven or eight-story hotel attached to a large theater in the round. So it's this huge, like, rectangular building attached to a larger, circular, almost arena. Uh -huh. uh, the, the theater itself is used for many, many, many uh, dramatic productions, but it is also used for some... Um, I mean, it's not blood sport in that nobody's blood is spilled, but there are, like athletic competitions that happen in this theater, oh. some of which include, like, fencing. Cage oh. matches. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no, like... like there's no, Olympics. like... It's not, like, fisticuffs or anything, but there is, like, jousting that happens here occasionally. Hmm. Like, axe beak jousting is very popular in the city. Nice. Though, like, unpadded axe beak jousting is, like, the dangerous underground version that happens outside of Old yeah. Haven. Mm -hmm. That's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically medieval times, but dangerous. <laughs> hey, have you been to medieval times? No, I actually haven't. Just saying. I, I'm it's mostly really cool. going off that one clip from the cable man. <laughs> <laughs> As you are moving through this area of town, I need everyone to give me perception checks. Perception? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry, you cut off a little bit. So. Perception. perception. Kind of figured, but... Perception. We're all with the wow, natural 20. Not... He's going up against his ultimate baddie. He is Just... so perceptive right now. <laughs> Good word. Not rolling well. What uh, else we got? 14. Um, so sorry, 15. Six. Four, eight. Okay, so um, that would be a 12. Okay. Tirza and Grawl, you notice something as you're moving out towards the fringes of Godsboro as you begin approaching 
the shining globe. And Grawl, it stands out to you immediately. And it is maybe one of the most upsetting things you've seen in the last few days. And that is by the side of the road, off to one side, you see a small, looks like impromptu altar of some kind set up with flags to either side with a skull banner with a gauntlet gripping the skull, and the skull is that crimson variant that seemed to demarcate the priests of Maglubiet. That is upsetting. That's yeah, so not good. Or it's great. Or it's great. My boy is here to help me out. You see uh-huh. that there are several members of the Divine Athenium. Uh, Tirza, you would recognize them for what they are, and they are scholars. They have clipboards, they have notes, and they are uh, observing several other members that are engaged in a bloody bout of fisticuffs uh, beneath this altar. Oh my god. Um, I think the reason that I that Tirza notices is because Sat- Satagar notices and is immediately like uncomfortable. 100% I remember he doesn't he doesn't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you think Grawl? You want to enter? Uh, I no. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what's going on. I do. I really, really do. But I don't think they're going to like me here. I don't and we've also going awry today. determined that these priests are potentially spreading like hatred and fear and anger somehow. So maybe would be best if you well, didn't. It, look, it looks more like research to me, but yeah, knows? and fists. <laughs> and even as you watch one of the researchers, none of these people are goblins, by the way. Um, oh really? No. Yeah, no. Uh, they just seem to be beating the shit out of each other at the altar of this. Uh, oh God! They're praying. They're praying yeah. right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know why I wasn't thinking about that at all. Oh yeah. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. And as you're passing, one of them will like land a really solid uppercut to another one's jaw, and they'll go flying backwards. <laughs> and the victorious will go and like call out a prayer, "Bless me, O conquering god!" And all of the researchers with their clipboards will like lean in to see if anything happens, and nothing happens. Yeah. Not. You're not goblins, it won't. <laughs> Hear a voice from the distance say, KO! <laughs> KO! <laughs> you K-O. win! Do they have, like, healers standing by at all? Ugh. Uh, they think that might tamper with the research. Oh my god, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be real. It's the only way the gods oh. will react. That's fair. You gotta, you gotta mean it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Fuck although yeah. of all of the gods, Maglubiet does seem like he'd be the most discriminatory vis-a-vis who he grants boons to. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah, you're not cool enough. <laughs> so, as it stands, you know that Phineas Finebrook is going to take in a late breakfast. What that means, you're not entirely yeah. sure, but you arrive at this place around 9.30. You circle the block once and then pull into what seems to be a pre-prepared alley less than a block away from the Shining Globe. The officers then look to you, Grawl, for direction. Lovely. All right. So, we know that he is going to be meeting at a cafe at some point. Which cafe that is, I do not know the city very well. I hope some of you know it a bit better than I do. I mean, are we staking out here until he leaves? Are you planning to follow him? I mean, we can do that. We could follow him and hope that he doesn't see us. I know something is up. Um, I was hoping to uh, catch up with him after he has met with uh, this contact of his uh, so we can see, potentially get another person on our list of people to check out. Because um, we don't know if he is not the Harrowman, maybe he's meeting with the Harrowman. Um, at which point, when he leaves, we'll send others in. I don't want to have him be able to turn around immediately and go right back into the hotel. He needs to be far enough away to give you guys ample time. What if he uh, leaves through methods other than walking? What if he leaves through magical means? That is a possibility. I do know don't know any possible way of countering that. Do you, any of you? Uh, the guards will say they have methods of countering magic, though they are both rather extreme. They are equipped with manacles that will shut down a magic user when they're clamped onto them. Mm -hmm. They also have what is effectively an anti-magic grenade. They have bottles that they can throw on the ground that when they smash, they create a zone of anti-magic. It doesn't last for very long, but within a 10-foot radius of wherever the bottle explodes, it will create an anti-magic field that will shut down any and all magic within it. Cool. Yeah, and and so a follow-up on that. Uh, that may be necessary. The grenade, the, the anti-magic field, uh, because um, do not let him touch you. Yeah. As soon as we have a confession, smash a grenade and manacle him. Uh... Officer Orchaser gives you a, a firm nod, his uh, beard jangling with the, the chainmail rivulets. The other officers uh, look to you for their part of the plan. The rest of you will need to enter the hotel to find his uh, room and scour it for any information or evidence regarding his capture. Uh, we are looking specifically for a series of books that he might have uh, written any important information down in. He, he had those hidden magically. Mm -hmm. 
Do any of the officers have anything that could, like, right, that can give you the uh, Eldritch Sight detect magic kind of dealio? Uh, they were not magic told anything stuff. about that, so they do not have any equipment to do that. That's do, fair. Do Okay, do they have... Does everyone I guess just have toss grenades? a magic grenade in there. Yeah, uh, everyone has two of those anti magic grenades, a pair of anti magic uh, manacles. manacles, and they all have their truncheons, which are apparently magical in nature. Uh, but when you ask what they do, they just smile wickedly at you. That's fine. Okay. I don't need to ask questions. Yeah. Um, are the so... anti magic grenades? Do they they just cancel out magic within ten feet? Do they make like sound? Like, I mean, it sounds uh, like a shattering a bottle, and then it just cancels out magic within 10 feet. So okay, I, I was just wondering if there was like a blast of some sort. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, uh, okay. break cool. the grenades, you know, set them off, and then case the entire room. I would look specifically extra hard for things that might be magical in nature. Yeah, each of those uh, grenades only lasts a minute, by the way. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So we do a series, like one, search the area as thorough as possible, then do another one, don't do them all at the same time. We should also have some ready in case there's magical traps of some sort set up. Precautions. I mean, they're they're police officers. They They know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They should know what they're doing. Yeah. I trust them. The the elvish why the half elvish officer uh, definitely like nods as though she has like specifically been trained for that purpose. Okay. So the question is, when do we go in? I missed that last chunk. Sorry. The question is, when do we go in? I mean, the... is there any way of of the police officers to communicate with themselves when they are in different locations? The, uh, the... Nothing explicitly, no. Okay. Well, okay. So this is why I want. This is the other reason why I wanted uh, Commander Keel because he can send sending to. Um... Sid. Sid, yeah, I should have made that known as well. Damn it! <laughs> well, okay, Jeffathy. Yes. Wait, how far? How far can you communicate with? Um, five hundred feet. Bless oh, uh, a mile. Within a mile. Yeah. So I could have the lesser post him. up outside the front of the hotel, invisible, and just let me know when or he needs to find a... use. You could send a lesser with us, and then he can communicate with you to, for you guys to go in. It just depends on who's going with us. Yeah. Okay, but either way, I, I guess I guess my point is, we don't know when Phineas Fenberg is leaving. Right. So when someone's going to have to follow him, he leaves. Yeah. I go. I follow him to his location. Uh, you, if you go with us. Then we send the lesser in for you. I will tell the lesser to tell the rest of you to go in. 
when we've got hit like far enough away and like okay begin the interrogation okay so who How all we... is on team finebrook sounds Grawl, like Grawl and the lesser and oscar mm-hmm. okay uh and team lutherum is the, the two other of... officers tirza sid and cherish Mm-hmm. Mm. Unless someone wants to come with. I would prefer the split be half and half. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should um, I go with you, Grawl, and have the lesser go with the others? Mm. Do we want somebody who's going to be good at tailing? Uh, we could Without have bringing Sid. attention. We'd have Sid mm, follow yeah. him. Yeah, Sid. Jeffathy, Jeffathy could follow. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, 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 know that I he's get the feeling we're not of, like I know that he's a big fan this. of Sid, but yeah. Why wouldn't we be? I mean, no. I mean, not like just like shooting the shit, kind of trying to come up with our plan. Know. We're trying to. Yeah. This is our flashback. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So Jeffathy. So Team Finebrook is Oscar, Grawl, Jeffathy, aka Sid, and the Lesser. Okay. Jeffathy Douglas. Jeffathy Douglas. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Officer Marrowthief and Officer Whelm will accompany Tirza and Cherish into the rooms of one fin- Phineas Finebrook. Yes. Okay. Sounds like that's the plan. In the meantime, you are sending the lesser invisible to stake out the inn to try to track Phineas Feinbrook as he leaves? Yes. Okay. I mean, we could have the lesser f- the lesser tail him. He can be invisible and can fly. Yeah. But, like, you still need to follow Feinbrook. That's true. But, I don't know. And if Feinbrook goes somewhere that's more than a mile away. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. So, sending the lesser in to stake out the hotel. Yes. You can see that there's really only one entrance to this place. Uh, Well, that's not 100% true. There is an entrance that leads out into the street, and there is an entrance that leads over into the theater. The theater itself has many exits. So if you chose to exit via the theater, while that would still be rather obvious if you were watching it, it is less easy to see the comings and goings of folk from there. Yeah. So I guess... And that is all assuming he decides to leave this place via normal means right yeah though you were told by omatep via whatever powers it is that alexander has that he would be walking to all of these destinations okay this is true great forgot about that detail again assuming his plans have not been changed by something right Mm -hmm. right So where is the lesser staking out? Uh, or you could just so be down in like entrance... the the lobby of this place. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was about to ask. Like the entrance to the theater is that in the lobby? It is adjacent to the lobby. 
Yeah, so I'm just going to have him stake out inside the lobby, and, you know, if Finebrook leaves out the front door, then great. And if not, then, you know, we'll know. There's a bar and lounge that separates the theater and the lobby. You can get into okay. the lounge and bar from the theater uh, or the hotel. Yeah. And since I can telepathically communicate with the lesser, can I, like, I, I can I, like, project, not project, like, via spell or whatever, but, like, if I think about what Phineas Finebrook looks like, can I just be like, yeah, this is what he looks like, and the lesser would be like, cool, great, I got it. Um, I believe so. Let me double-check that real quick. Because I believe I know with it just kind of Carrie, says you have a telepathic link. Yeah, I know with Carrie we established that we can send each other images. So, if the familiar bond is stronger than ours, which I assume it is, then... Are you guys just sending each other, like, memes? Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Deer memes are so weird. Yeah, <laughs> you can telepathically communicate with your familiar. Alright. Sweet. That's pretty neat. I'm gonna send him a Feinberg meme. Okay. Uh, so you reconjure the... the lesser. He reappears. Yes. Um... And the officers are slightly taken aback by what is happening. Um, but they have long since learned to roll with the punches where life in the big city is concerned. So the lesser appears, just like looking around, is like, okay, we're in a different part of the city. All right, okay. Yeah, uh, we're in Old Haven now. Not that that means anything to you. Nope. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a, an inn, and I, I relay all the information to him. Got it. So I need to find this nerd and tell you when he's leaving. Yeah. Got it. Yes. And which exit? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? Thank you want me to light the place on fire? Uh, no. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> plan, like plan Z. Got it. And he'll whoop, disappear. Uh, Thank you. Oscar... The dwarf will sort of just, like, tip back on their heels a little bit and go, So, you've got the demon. Cool. It's a, I mean, it's a devil. Uh, it's a, it's, it's the difference between law and chaos. And I go, it's a host of people. <laughs> Officer Welm will, like, elbow the dwarf and say, Yeah, don't be racist, man. <laughs> The time passes. It's really quite interesting. <laughs> the officers are like, "Ah, oh, no, another nerd." <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> detention wagon is uh, left in this alley for the time being, but pretty soon you are contacted by the lesser that says uh, he has visual on Finebrook. And this is at a little, visual of the target. <laughs> a little bit after <laughs> 10. Okay. Radio thing, like, shh, over. No. <laughs> no. He's not that fun. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Okay, find Brooks in the lobby. And it sounds like he is heading towards the street. Perfect. 
as he is moving, the lesser keeps you updated on his position. He's staying relatively close, though he says, This guy's giving me a weird vibe. I don't know what it is. I mean, he's a very dangerous, he's a very dangerous individual. Um, don't get too close. Yeah, I wasn't planning on it. Inside your mind, Cherish, Maz will say, This course is folly. Oh, babe, okay, you don't Maz. even know how much I agree. Like, babe, I know. <laughs> Girl, I know. Okay, what's everyone else's plan? <laughs> you can't hear the telepathic musings of this yeah. forge bound item. It. I can feel it in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> the judgment. Cherish's hand just radiates judgment all the time, yeah. and it's weird. Nobody understands. Nobody understands. <laughs> Meanwhile, while you're waiting, Storm Piercer will say, I am glad we are on the fight the bad guy team. Well, fight, I mean, we're, we're following. We're on the following team. <laughs> okay, Sid. Like, Storm Piercer knows what's up. <laughs> Stormpiercer, we know that Jeffathy is a very big fan of Sid Emberlight, despite Sid Emberlight's multiple criminal activities, but this is Jeffathy! Ah, uh, yes, of course, deception. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Even I don't uh, do that. I mean, I'm I'm honored you'd think that I, I am that individual, but uh, fortunately I'm not quite that handsome. Mm, yes, of course. I cannot wink, for I am not a sword. But if I were not a sword, I would wink. Wink? <laughs> Jephethi's sword is very stupid. You'll have to pardon it. Uh, yeah, the officers seem to be like very much of the opinion that whatever it is their commander has asked them to do, they are not necessarily trying to go above and beyond what they've been tasked with. And they also, That's... not necessarily ignoring what you're saying, but are definitely, like, trying to focus on the task at hand. Okay. That's good. Though the the half-elvish woman, uh, Laluria, is definitely eyeballing you, Jephethi. Uh-huh. Um, in some parts of the world, he goes by Jephethi. Um, so, just, you know. Hey. Sure get I'm, I'm creating a rich fiction here for our, our friend Jeffathy. Douglas. Jeffathy Douglas. Cherish, Duglas. the lesser lets no. you know that Finebrook has hit the street. He is moving north. Okay. Well. The officers will look to you expectantly. Shall we? About that time, man. Well. Yes. Uh, so we will tell the lesser to... Right, how do we want to do this? Just when I sit down with him, when he gives you the go-ahead to enter the building, I work for you, Cherish. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well. Okay. Game face. Uh, I will also tell the lesser, if you get 
if you get uh you know at the end of the radius where I, where we can communicate let me know uh okay yeah we'll do that as they're moving uh he continues to give you updates apparently he turns up onto high street and it looks as though he is heading towards old mage's square okay you be careful you two but you better go so you don't lose him of course. Right. Okay. Cherish. High five. High five. Cool. High five. Sweet. <laughs> oh my god, go! I. <laughs> oh, oh no! I was gonna say, don't let Cherish die. Anyways, bye. So, Officer or Chaser planning on doing uh, that. Hustles after Grawl and Sid as they take off down the street, uh-huh. heading in the last directions you were given. To follow Phineas Finebrook. How close do you try to get to the good doctor? Not no. very. Um, Not at all. Do you try to get him within eyesight? Uh, no. How How are you going to follow him if you're not in eyesight? That is just I what I was going to ask. Okay, I think I'm going to... <laughs> Yeah, we'll just let the lesser tell us, which he can't do. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're going to have to be within <laughs> eyesight of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, just checking yeah. on that one. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, should have given the lesser one of the stones of far speech. Could have just given you guys little tips, yeah. tippy yeah. tips. Yeah, that would have worked. Um, so, you want to try to stay as far back as possible while still keeping mm-hmm. Finebrook within line of sight. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Moving down the crowded streets of Old Haven, you are struck by the the wealth and luxury of this section of the city, and it is an area in which Phineas Finebrook blends in really well. Yeah. Especially in this area near Godsboro, where there are lots of academics moving about. There are lots of people that are in very similar dress to him. So I'm going to be making this a skill challenge to follow Phineas Finebrook at a decent clip. So I use my hate. <laughs> automatic nap Well, I need both the two of you plus your good good friend, Officer Oscar or Chaser, to roll perception checks. The, the DC for this is 18. Okay. And two out of three of you need to succeed. Okay. Got it. Got one. Got one. I got exactly 18. I got a 14 plus four. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's uh, 11. That's a lot. Uh, 19 for Sid. Awesome, that's perfect, considering Officer or Chaser cannot even see over the heads of most of the crowd. It is very good. (laughs) He was rolling this at disadvantage. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good, I'll say that much. Um, It's important to know that we do believe in him. uh, But Uh he is shuffling along behind you, doing his best to keep his beard quiet. Um... Though it is, like, jangling a little bit. Mm. 
and you two manage to keep abreast of Dr. Finebrook as he moves northward towards the Mage's Square. Gotcha. It's after about maybe a, a 25, 30 minute walk. It's at a leisurely pace. He has by no means gotten more than a mile away. But he has gotten close enough that he's moving towards a cafe that overlooks the square. It is actually on the second story of a large business block. And he is moving up into this cafe that is mostly set up on a large patio that overlooks the square. What's the name of the cafe? The cafe is just called the Golden Leaf. It seems to specialize in tea. And there is a wooden staircase that leads up onto this patio uh, that is devoid of any ice or slush or anything. And uh, you can see that there are little magical flames dancing above the tables that seem to be keeping the patio both warm and dry. Mm. It is lavishly expensive to do something like this. Yeah, I would imagine. Yep. Along the way, you saw that Phineas Finebrook bought a newspaper, one of the broadsheets. Uh, the Old Haven Augur is the broadsheet that is popular in this chunk of the city. If you glanced at the newsstand, you would see that the Headline is reading, Harrowman still at large, Sid Emberlight spotted in Dustwater District. Hmm. Well. Cherish, in your mind, you hear the lesser saying, he's getting to a cafe now, some kind of hoity-toity, I don't know, leaf juice place. Tea. That's usually what's that's called. What that's called. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, I always get that confused with the letter. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Okay. Uh, are they going in or? It's kind of a, like an outdoor thing. He's uh, settling oh, down okay. to uh, read a newspaper or something. I didn't okay, know your uh, friend was no? a serial killer. Good for him. He's not a serial killer. <laughs> Oh. Eh. The Luster sounds very disappointed. I mean, I mean, you know, we have killed people, but not like... Serially. <laughs> not like hunting, hunting them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Luster seems disappointed I, with that fact. I don't... I, uh, well, if they get in, if, if Grawl and Sid and Oscar, get into trouble. Let me know. Which one's Oscar? The one is it the dopey one with the... Well. But is that the one with the beard or the one with the stupid hat? Oh, Sid's the one with the stupid hat. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. He's in disguise because of the whole serial killer thing. It wasn't me this time. Ah, okay. Weird. Alright, whatever. He's I mean... not a serial killer, but, like, the police don't like, know that, or care. Huh. Alright. Weird. 
Yeah. Lesser doesn't have a super firm grasp on the situation. <laughs> oh, the whole situation. Oh. I mean, no, he has a very firm grasp on law. Yeah, I was gonna say you're a devil. Like that's like, like your whole thing. Well, but law I assume laws in Kenya are different than laws on the material plane. I mean, same basic concept though. Um Yeah. Alright, so Grawl. Sid, you see Phineas Feinbrook sitting down at this cafe, snapping open the newspaper, beginning to read it cover to cover. We can can we see like anyone sitting near him or can we just see him uh there are several other people at this cafe seemingly enjoying a, a morning bout of tea this place also apparently serves uh biscuits and other baked goods okay well so thing i didn't think about is he could definitely be communicating with someone telepathically anywhere around here could just mm -hmm. be him getting breakfast he did say that he was meeting someone, so we'll see if that is physically or mentally meeting somebody. Uh, if um, we, if you want to wait, we could like sit down somewhere else, and I, I think we should give it a, a little bit of a wait. How long until you turn me invisible? Um. Well, invisibility lasts for one whole hour. Mm-hmm. For one whole hour. So we've got a bit. Um Alright. Find some place to post up then. Stake out. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the other group is moving towards the interior of the hotel. Officers Marrowthief and Welm are leading the way, having produced the warrants given to them by the commander. They approach the front desk of this place. Official as all get out, the tiefling and the human paladin trailing behind. They flash their badges, they produce the the warrant, and are abruptly told that no one by the name Phineas Finebrook is staying at this establishment. The other thing I was thinking is like, what if they just give us the wrong room? Right, because he's using a fake name. If I give them the description of Phineas Vinebrook, do you do that? Does They're that ring any bells? Yeah. They don't know who we're talking about, or whatever. If you give the front desk clerk the description of Phineas Feinbrook, give me a performance check to see if you uh, convey properly. Can, can I aid in that? Yeah, sure. I'll give you advantage on the roll. See if your dislike of this person overwhelms your description. Yeah. Uh, hopefully He's not. Uh, it's a 17. He's real dumb. He's, a, He's got a he fat looks like face. A jerk. I, I think that Tirza can probably help check that somewhat because yeah, I also hate this guy, but not as virulently as Grawl or Cherish do. Unified. I got a 17. 17 so is your total. Yeah. Uh. At the description, the clerk at the front desk will brighten up, 
uh, and they will say, oh, you mean Mr. Witchfinder? Uh, if that is the name that he is going by. Oh, yes, a known alias. Uh, Mr. Wilmot Witchfinder is the person you're describing, but uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to call my manager as they're like standing, staring down at the uh, the oh my god, why do I keep blanking on this word? Uh, the warrant. warrant. Yeah. So they're going to have to call the manager of the hotel to uh, sort this out. That's bad. That's real bad. That's a real bad thing that they're going about to do. So yeah, uh, the officers sort of exchange a look and uh, kind of look helplessly on because they don't know what else to do. Yeah. Did did they leave the desk to go find the manager? Uh, no, they pressed a small gemstone that lit up red. Okay. This place is fancy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find that out eventually too. How <laughs> fancy hell is. Cherish tears, are you doing anything? Cherish is rubbing our temples like how I knew it. How I, many floors somehow does this place have? Ten. Okay. Yeah. Though two of those aren't like like room floors. Room floors okay. Right. That's They're... still too many to search. Just Yeah. This is a hotel, not like a tavern and inn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like, yeah, Cherish is like, kind of like two-step pacing and like, I mean, I'm sure you guys have dealt with this kind of thing before. People use aliases. Criminals use aliases all the time. I mean, I'm sure there's precedent for this. Officer Marrow Thief will give you a look as though your panic isn't necessarily helping the situation. Um, but she will say... Yes, I'm sure once we speak with the manager, we'll be able to sort this out. Thankfully, these warrants give us a little bit of leeway. This person is a suspected terrorist, after all. Yes. Very dangerous. We have the commander's seal. We have the seal of the Haven Guard proper. We should be able to sort this out. We just need to speak with somebody in charge. What no. did you do? I, nothing. I didn't do anything. I'm just scared. Yeah. Yes. As you are waiting for a manager, meanwhile, nearby, Sid, Grawl, and Officer or Chaser, where do you post up to observe? Um, is there another cafe without side seating sort of away? Or is that mm. the main one? That's really the only one that has outside seating that it's still open. You're in the middle of winter right now. Most places don't have their patios opened up. This place seems to be, like, super fancy. Gotcha. Um, I guess I look around, see if I can find any good spots. Yeah, since the master of incognito. Okay, I mean, give me a investigation just... roll. Okay. Probably not. Seven. 
there really doesn't seem to be any place that isn't super obvious, at least to your eye. Any place where you'd be sitting outside would be directly in line of sight of Phineas Finebrook. There are some... There a shop with, like, a window? Yeah, I was about to say. There are some shops nearby that you could probably post up in, though you would have to do so at the consent of the shopkeeper. Otherwise, you're just kind of, like, loitering in their front window. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I recommend that, because I can't see and find any. Okay. There is a... A fine jewelry dealer not far away that seems to be a likely candidate. Moving over there, you can have Officer or Chaser basically flash his badge and tell the guy to take a break. And you can basically close up shop while still using it as a vantage point. Great. As you secure your position and turn to look, you can see that <laughs> Phineas Finebrook has made it to page 7 of the broadsheet and is calmly sipping some tea. Grawl, as you watch, he will finish drinking a cup of tea, set it down, reach into a breast pocket, pull out a slim black volume, set it down on the table, and open it to a page somewhere near the back third of the book. And he will continue to read the newspaper, his left hand sort of holding it open, and you see him pulling a pen out of a breast pocket and begin to write in his book. He took his book with him. I'm really happy about that. All right. Um, has a book with him. He's writing something down. Um, whether that is his spell book or not, I do not know. I can't see it very well. This could be that. You're saying the book is evidence? It has potential evidence in it, yes. All right. You could be writing down uh, physical evidence of uh, his potential killings. He could have contact with a potential heroin uh, we don't know about yet. Or he could be writing down other nefarious plots. He is uh, branded right now as a terrorist. Why we have the warrants, yes? That's yeah. right. Commander says this evidence. guy is super dangerous. Doesn't look it. Mm, looks can be deceiving. Yeah. We just like <laughs> each other, just like like. Are we playing it that close? Are we? All right, all right. Cool. It's a little on the nose, Jeff. Uh -huh. <laughs> Jeffy, I would just say that right now. Meanwhile, the lesser is describing everything that's happening to you. Cherish. Mm -hmm. So you know about all of this stuff happening. Yeah. Your idiot friends are going into a jewelry store for some reason. And <laughs> your, uh, the, the nerd guy's pulled out a book now. He's writing in it. Okay, so he has a book with him. And it's around this time that the officers you're still with are talking to the manager of the hotel. They're showing him the warrant. They're showing him their writ of the commander of the uh, Haven Guard proper, if seeming to get all the correct paperwork in order. The manager says he needs to call the hotel's lawyer to make sure that everything is on the up and up. God damn it. <laughs> no! Um, 
<laughs> Fuck. Fucked over by the laws. Thankfully, a local bureaucracy. outpost of the Lawyers Guild is very close by. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got a mural of Asmodeus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, their personal lawyer is named Hormel Smythe. Uh, he has paid a very delightful retainer to uh, operate nearby so that he can serve the, the Shining Globe. Uh, Tirza is like... <laughs> it's Cherish panicking. Tirza is like about to lose her mind. <laughs> yeah, like my soul... like. Not literally, because that has that has uh, consequences. But figuratively, my soul has left my fucking body. <laughs> like I am a shell of a person at the moment. Maz is definitely of a similar mindset and is wondering why you're bothering with this. I mean, you know, that's a good fucking question, babe. I'm not calling her babe, but like that's the vibe that I'm giving off. Just like. I Sadagar is attempting to urge you to urge you to be patient that these things need to be done right. <sighs> he doesn't play by the rules though. God, I wish Maz was in the the dream scape because she and Sadagar would hate each other. It's <laughs> true. Oh man. Um <sighs> Yeah. Okay. I don't know unless you have any ideas, Elliot. I'm I don't God damn. I have no ideas. My my idea was for this session was give Pre-Keel the fucking flask and leave. Yeah. And we only did half of that. I mean, same. I know. You gotta get fine, Brooke. I know. It's like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, sitting around waiting for a lawyer to show up, we jump back to our boys who are watching Phineas Finebrook from a uh -huh. distance. Uh -huh. Watching him sit there, sip cup uh -huh. after cup of tea, and make his way through the broadsheets in this just like slow, methodical manner. He eventually stops near the back of the broadsheet and seems to be doing a crossword puzzle. All right, Brawl. Mm -hmm. When are you going to go up and talk? To I mean,. I you think now is a good time. He hasn't met with anyone. How what, what how long has this been? How long it's have we sat here and watched him? Close to an hour. Close to an hour. Well. Um Sure. You, are you ready to do this? Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, Let us defeat Phineas nope. Finebrook. Nope. No. What? Um, Piercer, I yes. need you. To not talk. Ah. Why? Be because this is this isn't a fight. This is 
you know, we're staking him out. We're trying to get information. We're trying to get dirt on him. Ah, I see. He is a vampire. Mm. <laughs> no, probably not. He's not I, cool enough. Still not entirely sure why we didn't stake out the mayor of Blue Gulch. I I mean, <laughs> finally, someone with sense. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, but uh, yeah, we're here to gather information. Very well. I will observe. Thank you. All right, um, good to go. Okay, if he has the ability to detect magic, this could be bad. If, hmm, hmm, <laughs> probably some sort of signal for for you guys to uh, book it. Um, question, Oscar. Um, I. Are we taking him in regardless? We have warrants for his arrest. Oh, I, I have a warrant for his arrest, aye. Okay, so if, no matter what, we're taking him in. I thought that was the plan, wasn't it? Right, I know, but I'm trying to get a full-blown confession. If I can't get a confession, we're taking him in regardless. I just want get, the guarantee on that. Get a confession later. Yeah. Anyway. I was given to understand that on the terms of his confession, we would be making the arrest. Right. Or at the very least, him confessing to some sort of wrongdoing, if not the explicit Harriman killings. Alright. So, any sort of confession, you lob the grenade and we, we, we take this fool in. I thought that was the plan, isn't it? That is that is the plan. I just want to make sure. I like, think we're just clarifying the plan where we enact the plan. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. Good bro. I have just no way of guaranteeing, like, no way of knowing when you've, like, taken something as a confession, taken the recording, and, and everything. I You'll know it because I've thrown suddenly. the bloody bottle onto the ground. Right, yeah. I just making sure that's gonna go down. So what I think is a confession might be a different thing for you entirely. It's just perception. Alright, Grawl, let's go. Oh, cool. Let's just do this. Alright, let's do this. So right, three, two, one, invisible. <laughs> so you make Jeffathy, quote unquote, oh. and Oscar invisible? Yep. Okay. And then what do you do? Um, I am going to leave the uh, the shop, make my way. I'm going to do like the whole thing where I open the door enough to let people out, but not look like I'm letting people out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just kind of walk out, hold the door open uh, like I'm looking outside kind of thing, and then let people pass. Um, and then when I go into the other shop, I'm going to make sure the door is open enough to let other the two invisible dudes in. Uh, well, he's outside. Yes, he is outside. He's out. He said it is an upstairs patio. Yeah. Yes, there's not like a a door to go through. There's just like a a wooden staircase oh. that leads up. Gotcha. Oh, onto okay. the patio. Sorry, I was thinking it was like I had this idea of a coffee shop in Portland that I was thinking of. It's like, oh yeah, you go inside, you take the staircase upstairs, and then you go outside. No, there's a there's an okay. exterior staircase that leads up onto the patio, and apparently there is service okay. out on the patio. Okay. Um, I guess I am going to make my way up the uh, up the stairs. Okay. As you move out, are you attempting to approach stealthily or just? I mean, you are a albino hobgoblin dressed in your uh, 
fancy war duds that you picked up at Blue Gulch, I'm assuming still, your winter gear. Yeah. Do you have your greatsword out? Nope. No? Okay, it is dismissed? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and, yeah, you're just... I don't need that drawing attention to I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't need to know extra war icing on the cake. Sure, yeah. Look, uh, what do what you do. Uh, and you are just walking bold as brass up this patio? I mean, I'm walking like a normal person. Okay. I'm not trying to make myself apparent, but I'm not trying to be stealthy either. All right. Sid, how close are you sticking to Grawl? Um, maybe like 30 feet back. Okay. So once he starts up the stairs to the patio, you're still on the street? I suppose so. Okay. Grawl. Mm-hmm. You walk slowly up the stairs onto the patio. As your head crests the wooden slats of well-made birch paneling, your head comes up and you see the tables and chairs laid out on the patio of this cafe overlooking Major Square. Several other cafe-goers are enjoying their late breakfasts and tea. Finebrook himself sits with his back to the square, the paper in front of him as he fills out methodically the letters that fit into the boxes of this crossword puzzle. It's like he's barely even reading it. He's just filling out words into these squares as they fit. It's Oh god, it's that scene from American Psycho where it zooms in on the paper and it's just like bone, blood and he's just writing random fucking gross words in it. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just thinking about this. The meeting that's supposed to happen with someone is just going to be Mike just being like, oh, he's meeting with you. You're the person oh, he's supposed to I meet. I literally Elliot just texted Olivia that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I literally just texted LMAO. What if Grawl's the one that Fiber's meeting? <laughs> I, I, I know, I'm just sitting here the whole time just like, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Fuck damn it, no. Mm. Oh, ridiculous. Good, good shit. Mm-hmm. 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 Which is super unfortunate if the rest of the stuff also happens. As you yeah. crest the patio, <laughs> yeah. you can see Finebrook finish the crossword puzzle in quick succession. He will spare it a glance, nod once, twist the pen, place it back in his pocket, take a sip of his tea, his eyes flicking upwards to see you, and they will widen. becoming slightly concerned for half a moment before regaining their easy confidence. He will place his teacup back down with the lightest of trembling fingers, the china rattling ever so slightly. He Do I see this? Lean backwards. Oh yeah, I mean, he's looking straight at you and you see him. There's less than 15 feet between you. I'm talking about, like, the rattling fingers, like, just the slight tremble. I mean, it's just like a clatter of china as he places the the cup back down. 
onto the saucer. As you walk towards him, which I assume you are doing, mm -hmm. he will, with two fingers, close the book that is directly in front of him. And as you get closer still, he will steeple his fingers directly under his chin, his little mustache on his upper lip twitching slightly as his mouth, not into a smile, not into a sneer, but there's some sort of emotional reaction as Dr. Phineas Finebrook watches you approach. I hope it's nausea and heartburn. Gas, maybe? Yeah. Indigestion. Upset stomach. Diarrhea, eventually. As you stand at his table, he will say, Well, this is unexpected. I grab the chair, slide it out, sit down, and then very heavily, I scrape the chair across the uh, the the ground as I scoop <laughs> myself in, very, very, very crudely. And you will see his left eye twitch slightly as you do this. Oh my god! And he will, his fingers still steepled below his chin, will release his hands so they come apart. He will place them both to either side of his book so that they are on the table. He will look at you with a combination of curiosity and disgust. Just this kind of... All right. Can I help you, Grawl? It depends. Sorry for my entrance. That was uh, rude of me, but it's been a while. I wanted to get some things out. Yes, of course. I appreciate your apology. My brain is just like on fire right now. It's like, apology, fuck you. You um, just apologize. I know, I know, but I didn't mean it. It was a lie. Oh my god. <laughs> and I apologized. You know, like, like a, a liar. Liar. <laughs> um. Sid, where are you when Grawl's making this approach? Um, I... Can I be on the... So there's a flight of stairs up. Mm -hmm. Um... How far back from the table is that? Does that flight of stairs end? I About suppose. twenty feet away. Uh, I guess I'd like to be close to the. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, close to the top of that. Okay. So you are. So Phineas Finebrook. His thinning hair blowing a little bit in the cold winter wind will stare at you, Grawl, and simply say again, How can I help you? 
would like to make a deal. Hmm. Intriguing. What sort of deal? Does the lesser tell me this? Uh... He's supposed to tell you when I sat down. The lesser tells you, okay, he's sitting down. And now they're okay. talking, saying something, uh, yada, 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 sorry for making an entrance, something, making a deal? Oh, I like this. Okay, pay closer attention. That would mean I need to get closer. a deal. What does that mean? Don't mean anything. Uh, just stay where you are. Okay. If they're in trouble, let me know. Will do. Fine, Brooke will say. A deal. Hmm. Will color me surprised. I take it you know what happened at the bulwark. I'm sorry? The bulwark of bone. Do you know what happened? I can't say that I do. Hmm. Okay. Um. I'm assuming that's some fortification controlled by your people. Yes. Um, I, until very recently, my friend, I have not involved myself in the dealings of your kind. Um, it has been brought to my attention that, um, I may no longer, longer need my access to the archive. Oh? Give me an insight roll real quick. Sid, if you're close enough to be paying attention, you could probably get this as well. Um, what is my insight? Wisdom! Uh, that is a tw yep, that is a 22. Oh, wow. Yeah, rolled an 18. Nice. Uh, when you say you no longer need your access to the archive, there is a tremor that runs up his hand. And you can see him lick his lips as though an extra amount of saliva is suddenly being produced. I thought as much. And you're willing to part with this access then? Uh, for a price. Of course, of course. Uh, Anything in particular that I might be able to help you with? I am quite knowledgeable about certain aspects of the valley and its ongoings. Mm. I'm also rather skilled in certain manipulations of the psychic realms, I'm sure you remember. The time in the fields where I bled from the face. The ears and the eyes. Those ones. I take your word that that is what occurred, yes. 
And I take it that was you, the shadow that tears are banished. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, no, not precisely. Vagaries. Uh, a helpful individual whose services I had acquired. Pretty sure I told you that was an aberration. Just Whatever. So Reed, just so Reed knows. That was like in real lifetime. That was like no, exactly. That's six, eight. That's what ago. I'm saying. Like yeah, I think, okay. I think we established that it wasn't actually Finebrook. Okay. One of the spooky boys. One of the spooky um, boys. No. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, you say you're versed in the goings on in Stormhaven. I have a friend. Well, the valley. Let us be precise about these sorts of things. I'd like to confine it to specifically Stormhaven, then. I know one or two interesting tidbits about this city. It's a rather droll place, all things considered. Doesn't compare much to Carcosa. Been there recently, actually. <laughs> now that I was aware of. Your name um, has caused quite a stir in the dreamlands. Um, well, I need several bits of information. Mm. I will begin parting with this. Very well. Are you prepared to give them to me? If you are prepared to part with your access, I would gladly part with any information that I might be able to provide. And if I find your information lackluster? Then I suppose it is up to you to set the terms of this engagement so that I might not disappoint. I believe you know full well that I have a great desire to gain access to that place. I do. I would pay quite handsomely. Money is not a concern. And I did not imply money as oh, a point of payment. I'm just that out that I don't want money. And I don't have money to give you, so... Perfect. Same page, then. I want... Information. Uh, information, yes. I want yes or no answers to begin with. No Easy bakeries. Okay. Do you Though I will need I... your guarantee that you will uphold your end of the bargain should we go through with this. Again, if I find your answer satisfactory. <laughs> there are more precise ways of sealing such a deal. And he will reach into a breast pocket and pull out a disc that is several inches wide and about half an inch thick. 
and he will place it on the table and slide it towards you and cherish you here in your mind the lesser say whoa uh that's a soul coin Mm -mm. i'm muted sorry um uh i elliot know what a soul coin is um does cherish know no what's a soul coin what are you talking about what's Uh, going on it's like a coin that they uh they mint in um uh, Pell, and it's uh, they use it to make deals, and uh, people's souls go into them, kind of like a, a currency for you know our kind our people. Why does Feinberg have one of those? That's a really Why good question. He have them, like he's probably got access to like a whole satchel of them. He's just like it means nothing to him at this point. Fucking a. Is any of this happening out loud, Elliot? I'm assuming no. Uh, the words, no, but definitely the hand gestures and things that I am doing in real life, like, yeah, no, just, totally. like, running my hands through my hair, flailing. like, <laughs> flailing a little bit, like, covering my face, like, oh my god, this is so bad, this is so bad. And Finebrook will say, this is an old tool used by... Mm-hmm learned individuals to seal deals between the wise. It will bind us to our word, or it will strip our souls from our bodies. A rather convenient incentive, don't you think? Say so. And he will keep his two fingers, his index and his middle finger, on the coin, and he'll look at you and say, and all you need do is touch it to bind our pact. I will provide you with the information you seek. To your satisfaction, of course. And you will provide me with access to the archive. How's the tea here? Excellent. I'll get myself a cup. What do you suggest? The jasmine is fantastic. And Finebrook will raise a hand and hold up two fingers. And someone from inside begins preparing his order. He will take his hand off of the coin and simply stare at you, smiling. Before we make a deal, I'd like to just chat for a bit. I have all the time in the world. That I could pick your brain for a minute. You've been in mine. I haven't been in much of yours. I don't mean to offend you any further than perhaps I already have, but I'm not sure if you could handle what was within my mind. Probably not. (laughs) Though I have underestimated you in the past, so who knows? 
let's put it this way. I'm trying to get rid of my access in favor of something else. Intriguing. I have found other avenues that I find more enriching. But I need to make sure that I'm choosing the right team. Go on. There. The master I currently serve, the one wanting my attention, and I'm curious as to who you serve. Now that is information that is costly indeed. I think you might guess if the master you serve is whom I believe it to be. Were I to say their name aloud, there might be dire repercussions for myself. Understood. Needless to say that my masters don't very much like yours. I... I think they may have uh, shown their love for my master with lightning at some point. Or at least someone <laughs> associated with them. Little, uh, little strong with their love. What do you, what do you know about the Harriman? Apparently, it is your companion, that uh, delightful Sid fellow I met upon the barges. <laughs> we both know that's not true. I only know what I read. And that is the truest statement I have ever spoken. Do you have an affinity for books? I do indeed. So, how long does tea normally take? And as you ask that, they're approaching the table, placing it down. That was good service. There is a moment where the server trips on something unseen. And they like look around, look down at the ground. It was on their way away. They didn't spill any tea. They'll look around confused and find Brooke will raise an eyebrow and glance at what's happening. And I, I summon uh, the book in my hand to like realizing <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> Do not catch them. I'm trying here. <laughs> Fuck damn it. And oh the lesser God. says, whoa, that was a close one inside your head, Cherish. Mm. I think he tripped over any, the dwarf. Are, are there any armchairs in the lobby? Uh, yeah. Cherish is like draped over <laughs> one. Like, just covering her face. Like... <laughs> The two Moaning. other watch officers are, like, glancing back and forth between each other to Cherish, like, <laughs> over to Tirza. And, like, Tirza is, like, fretting around. Cher like, Cherish isn't saying anything, but Tirza's like, oh my god, like, ah, uh, something is happening. Oh, lord. 
you summon the large black tome with the three silver locks, one of which is already open. Finebrook's attention will immediately go to that book. And he will stare at it and say, Curiouser and curiouser. Why is the Archive so afraid of this? That is another very good question, one I would sorely love to know the answer to. I presume it contains knowledge that someone, some when, decided was unfit for mortal minds. I've always found such thinking to be rather obtuse, though. A mortal mind is capable of so much flexibility. <laughs> Reed is thinking now. Mm -hmm. As that goes, plant! Fucking soul coin. <laughs> Not even remotely. My, well, the other thing, too, is Mike had weeks to come up with this shit, too. <laughs> Look, I knew exactly how this was going to go down. <laughs> That's not entirely true. I didn't expect you to walk up bold as brass, but... Uh. Finebrook <sighs> will stare down at the book, stare back up at you, and say, Is that what I think it is? What do you think it is? I'll let you know if you're right. <laughs> the both of us are... Well, the technical term is warlocks. Aye. We have made bargains for power. Aye. Each of those pacts comes sealed in the form of some object or another. For you, I had assumed it was the, the rather large sword. Not that you were like me. Perhaps that was another foolish assumption on my part. Thing is, I can make it into kind of like whatever I want. Just fun. Oh, really? You want to see a cool trick? Absolutely. It'll cost you, though. Well, I don't have much to give outside of information. A name? A name. <laughs> Gladly. And it can't be Sidian Emberlight. If you're about to ask me who is the Harriman again, I'm sorry, no. but I can't help you. I honestly have no idea. 
I'm sure a keen intellect like yours would be able to figure this out without lifting a finger. Who do you think it is? And don't say City and Emberlight. If I had to take a guess, based on all the relevant data that I possess, I would guess that you are the Harriman killer. <laughs> Please, I'm too stupid for that. We both know it. I don't know if that's true anymore. That would definitely have been my assumption not too long ago. But now I'm not so sure. This guy. He just gave you a very good compliment, though. Yeah, yeah, but it's laced in a in a like uh, a statement that I'm the bad guy. <laughs> it's like a backhanded compliment and then a kick in the nuts. <laughs> like, like it's like fuck, fucking a. Anyways, well, um, uh, flattery will get you everywhere. So, and then like I hold my hold the book out to the side and then turn it into the great sword. Oh my. Bit of a polymath then. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Pact of the tome, pact of the blade. Now all you need is a familiar, and you'll have pact of the chain all wrapped up in one. Well, it's time for learning new things. You don't happen to have any creatures serving you at the moment, do you? Technically, he has three. <laughs> At the moment, I don't think so. Fascinating. Your master has given you a very intriguing gift. You know, I'm starting to warm up to it myself. I what can yours do? Oh. Just between you and me. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I am in possession of a great wealth of knowledge. Mm. Tome. Indeed. God, he speaks in vagaries. It's first. <laughs> oh, well. But... I'm sorry to press you on this matter, and he'll nod towards the coin. I'd be happy to discuss matters further, but I would like to get a resolution on this matter at the very least. If you tell me what I want to know, hmm. I will take you to the archive. I will tell you what you want to know. And he'll place his two fingers in the coin. If you show me how to get to the archive. And the lesser will say in your head, Cherish, oh, he's touching the coin again. If Grawl's hand even moves, 
<laughs> You're gonna murder me. Relatively through. near the coin. I want you to bite him. Just bite him. Bite his hand. Bite him. I'm giving you full permission to bite him. Moving into biting position. <laughs> There's a scold leader. <laughs> S foils locked in bite position. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the four wings. He can move him in. He can be a, a rat, a flying rat, or like Raven Typhi or X Wing. That one. Nerd dragons. <laughs> there we go. You yeah. got it. That's fine. Brain not work so good now. <laughs> ah, fuck. Finebrook is staring at you. See, the thing is, I don't think Grawl even knows how he did it in the first place. No! You don't know <laughs> anything! That's exactly. This so, like, whole like... thing is the biggest bullshit that we've ever done! I know. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I don't know. So, <laughs> like, that's either going to go two, one of two ways. Just like, yeah, I'll show you eventually. Or like, yep, don't know. And then he just gets me in, in some sort of coin. Which I'm pretty sure will be the latter of the two. Well, um, I'll take a rain check on that. <sighs> Thank you for the tea. Disappointing. You know. Yeah, I don't. Your friend, don't the like the tiefling, said that reasonable conversation was. Not something that was a possibility between us. But look, here we are. Being two reasonable individuals. Having a conversation. Was this so hard? No, I'd love to get tea another time. But I have a schedule to adhere to. Uh, yeah. hmm. Anyways, um, what do you have going on the rest of the day? I was thinking of taking in a show. Well, as chance would have it, there was a rather intriguing one being put on at the Shining Globe this evening. I think you would find it rather fascinating, actually. Uh, seeing as you are one of the main characters, after all. Oh, it's that show. Uh, save me a seat. <laughs> we can discuss this further. It's general admission, unfortunately. Oh. They're not quite sure if this show will be popular enough to seat. Hmm. You know, uh, somehow, I... I think it'll draw a crowd. At the very least, there will be a few curious skeptics. Uh, I tip my non-existent hat at him. <laughs> dismiss the great sword. Um, can I... If I try to summon a silver key here, it doesn't work, yeah? Correct. Okay, that's only... Okay, I just wanted to have one final fuck you, but it won't work. <laughs> so then I will... We'll stand up. Uh, take a step or two. And say, do it. 
and see what happens. Do what? Um, and as he says that, there is a smashing of glass. As a bottle breaks. There is a sudden absence of feeling in your hands, Grawl. As the great sword and any tether you have to it is gone. I mean, did I not dismiss it? You did, but now any, like, vague connection oh. to the cool. sword is just... There's a numbness null. that's spreading. Yes, okay. null is a very apt word to use at this exact moment. <laughs> As Finebrook looks in a bit of a startled expression towards the dwarf who suddenly appears next to his table as Sid, you see his immaculate suit becoming like slightly disheveled and wrinkled as whatever magic he uses to keep it pristine suddenly fails. Oh. Nice. As the flames... Worth... This that, whole thing has been worth it. <laughs> as the flames that Just hover that. above the table begin to sputter and die, suddenly letting cold, brittle wind sweep across the patio. As Officer Oscar or Chaser reaches behind his back to pull out a set of manacles, you see this vast beam of red, crackling lightning shoot down out of the sky towards Grawl. Oh, fuck no. Oh, I know exactly what's happening. As whatever it was that interrupted his connection to Maglubiet was suddenly severed. And I think it is there that we are going to end this episode of Material Components. Because as always, you can find us on Twitter at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. Always love hearing from all of our listeners so, so much. Oh my god. Um, right now, both Elliot and Cherish are like those little anime drawings where they have the ghost coming out of their mouth. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Uh, hopefully I will be feeling better when this, pod this episode comes out because of podcast time travel. Uh, but God only knows at this point. Because, yeah. fuck it. The yeah. best laid plans of mice and men and all that. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. Uh, I am at Cry Out Olivia. Uh, Lord. Lord in heaven. Cut back to Tirza and Cherish in the lobby real quick. Because Tirza is just like, Nest of Vipers. Nest of Vipers. She told me. She told me. And I didn't listen. <laughs> Um, 
Lord, I hate this city. Let's get out into the woods. God damn. Come hang out with me. Yeah, come hang out and tell me something. Send me pictures of cute dogs or something. Uh, Cool. Y'all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's awesome. You did good. You, you didn't did. touch the soul coin. Oh I my god. I wasn't really going, going to ever, ever. I was never going to touch that the, shit. Never. The only thing that ever matters, Reed, <laughs> is that you don't touch the soul coin. Soul coin. Because, okay, I'm not going to compete with Mike here because he knows exactly what's going on and shit like that. So I'm not going to be like, I can outsmart Mike, the god of this entire universe. Nope. Doing a great job so far. <laughs> Anyways, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Readimus. Um, yeah. Um, I, fuck, dudes. Oopsies. Fuck <laughs> off. Fucking stupid. Like I tried, guys. I wrote down a word document and everything. Mm-hmm. I know you plan. did. Mm-hmm. I know you did I know, your best. Honey. <laughs> But he's so smart and so smarmy. <laughs> I knows exactly what I'm doing because he has access to my plan. Mike. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. Um, and I'm not uh, on social media, so you don't chat to me. But what you can do instead is uh, rate and review our podcast on uh, whatever platform you are listening to it uh, with. And when you do so, uh, please include the name of an NPC the subject line at the review so that we can put that NBC in the show. It's true. We do do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I realized mm-hmm. that I said doo-doo. <laughs> it's late, Mike. Don't do that. <laughs> but of course, you can find me on Twitter at MKGurgoni, where I am more than willing to talk about uh, deific possessions and how they affect the party going forward. Uh, you can also find our good, good friend Omatep over at NPC underscore AN, where even when he is not dealing with deific possessions, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening on this madcap adventure that we have found ourselves spun into. (sighs) I am so happy right now. Boy, howdy. (laughs) The world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.